Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time, and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Attention. Attention. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Son of a gun. Matt Hayes. His balls are different in person. Mia O'Brien. I don't know what they're doing. And Leon Searcy. Bringing you love, peace, and soul. Hit pump day, half of the work week, gone. Rest of the work week, you got this. That's right, you got this. Wednesday, we welcome back Matt Hayes after a sick day uh, and charged up and ready to go, correct? Are you charged up or are you just got a half? Slow death. Okay, or is it Slow where death. it still says, like, as soon as you pick up your phone, it says low battery, low battery. Please so charge. I, it's funny, I was joking with JJ. Monday, when I was leaving, I said, bro, I'm going to go home and lay down. Can't wait. I got home about four o'clock, laid down, didn't get up till nine the next morning. <laughs> now, what, 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 it was Usually, a sinus for me, there's some cold, cold beers associated with that. Yeah, like my eyes were on fire at one point. It was so bad. Is that what is that play? Was it called? It's like a is sign. It Musa, is it Musinex that you take? It's what I'm taking right now. Yeah, yeah really. I, I'll tell you this: at twelve thirty in the morning, that would be Tuesday morning. Yeah. Okay, I was so bad, I actually called Teladoc at twelve thirty in the morning because I wanted. I wanted the prescription to be there the next day yeah. instead of having to wait for it. Did you get a little teledoc action right then? Oh, yeah. Was, Normally, those are 900 well, numbers that you dial late in the evening. No, no, uh, no. But no, this no. was, was legit. I was well, all on teledoc. We've had teledocs uh, yeah. chime in on our show and mm-hmm. kind of help us uh, through some things. Well, you things, know, it was very so. interesting that one of our colleagues this morning told me that he's going through something right now. A real soldier. Yeah, he said he was just a true a true soldier. A real you know? man's man. Still yeah. came into work. Yeah. Man, yeah, he's right. dealing with, a, you know, 101 degrees, and he's, uh, he's puking, and he's going to the bathroom. And he's thinking this. Something that um, his his son brought home from school. Right. Yeah. Right. So he said he's he made the room. show last night. He said that he toughed it out, and he roughed it out, and made it in yesterday. Yeah. So well, you know what? We're talking war. He told me he said he told me to tell Matt Hayes the man up. That's what he told me to tell you. I mean, good for him. Yeah. yeah. Proud. Oh, of him. he's yeah. a tough guy, man. Yeah. You want to talk uh, about the uh, the emblem, the poster <laughs> child of toughness? That's exactly it right there. All right. So we get cranking. Uh, warm weather. Okay. We're gonna go from what. 50 to 80, back to 30 to 80, whatever it might be. But anyway, we got great weather. So the Golf Club of Southampton is beckoning. It's saying, hey, come on out. Uh, Grab you some range balls. Work on your game. Uh, The 9 after 5 will be back before you know it. But they've got uh, so many good things going on. You can call 287-PLAY. See what type of shape your game is in and what type of shape the course is in because it's always in outstanding shape. Now, some things we will get to today. Every single day, we're going to march closer to Championship Sunday. And, Leon, we always ask you, like, the week of the Super Bowl to give us some ideas, but you're probably going to have to give us some ideas of Championship Sunday because you played in your share of those as well. Mm-hmm. The big ones, we brought up the one yesterday. Uh, it was the anniversary, January 23rd, 2000, uh, when this team had the lead 30 minutes into that game against the hated Titans uh, and came up on the short end of the stick. Yeah. Uh, and so that's one that, that – that, well, that I'm sure is not a very good memory for most out Here's there. Here's the one thing that I do remember about the, the, the championship game, even before we played in the championship game, where we're we're playing the Dolphins. Like we're, we're like in the first half, we're up 42 to nothing, yeah. or 42 something, something crazy Smoking like that. Them. And I remember coming back in the third quarter and saying, I'm saying to myself, I'm on the sideline, I'm seeing us go up and down the field because I'm out the game right now, right? Yeah. All right? 
out I'm, of the game. I'm out of the game by the middle of the third quarter. I'm, I'm out, out of the game. So I remember looking wow. at the scoreboard saying to myself, man, we're going to need some of these points next week. I say, what's going too many points, man? I say, this is outrageous. Next thing you know, it's 55-7. I say, oh, Lord, come on. What is this, Pac-12 football? I mean, they are playing no defense. Then the final score was 62-7. I was like, Phew. And then when we found out we found out we were going to be playing the Titans, you know, there, there was no nervousness. We, we owed them something, in our opinion. We figured we owed them something because this yeah. team, we got swept by this team. I mean, we, got, we lost in the rain at home, and they just demolished us in Tennessee. So we was like, they're here, whatever. It, 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 we it, got something for we got Listen, outside of me losing the Super Bowl, that game is the second most devastating game I ever had to encounter. The second most, next to the Super Bowl. Losing the Super Bowl was devastating, very yeah. devastating. But that one right there, because the amount of talent that we had on that team, we had eight Pro Bowlers on that team. Eight. Yeah, you start rattling them off. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a good bunch. And, and by the way, haven't had eight since, mm. and I don't know when we'll have eight more, uh, but eight – on that team. Yes. We need to go through those a little bit later on. Because, mm-hmm. again, here's the part that sucks more than anything else for today's Jacksonville Jaguar fan, all of Duval and beyond. The last time this team went to the postseason in back-to-back years was when Leon had 72 on his chest. True That's facts. facts. That's how far back we're going. Okay? Mm-hmm. That would be 20th century, not 21st century. Okay? That sucks. Uh, but that's where we are. All right, so Championship Sunday coming up. We're just going to keep throwing all sorts of saucies at you uh, and, and just uh, talk around these two big games. Chiefs on the road as a underdog to Lamar Jackson's Ravens, the Detroit Lions, my Lions against the San Francisco 49ers, a touchdown dog. Um, but let's just touch on real quick, staying in the NFL, we're going to get to some college football coming up in, in this noon hour with the transfer portal grades uh, for your – Top universities here, Florida, Florida State, Miami. I don't think they're going to go in that order, but we will hit those a little bit later on. But Trent Baalke is going to talk tomorrow. Okay, now you just said we were asking right as we were doing the show. I'm like, did he do it about this time last year? Answer is yes. Uh, but he, it was nothing but gleeful and happiness, and everyone was Felt saying. Felt like a victory lap. Yeah, and, yeah, that, this, and that's what like. This is just the beginning of something special type of feeling last and, year. And there's two ways you can kind of spin it. You can spin it as he didn't want to speak with reporters until firings, until personnel movement had taken place, and then a holistic view of 2024 was in place yeah. um, and after those end of year meetings and and that's certainly all well and good look at the Dallas Cowboys look at the Philadelphia Eagles they Nick, still haven't made up their mind up in Philly yet well yeah, they had they have the presser today yeah yeah, yeah. today right now as we speak is it, is it going with on right Sirianni now? yeah okay. but it took oh, what they got eliminated yeah. a week and a half ago yeah so that took a week and a half at the very least Doug Peterson spoke the day after the loss to the Titans and so some teams operate this way so on that surface level in terms of the actual calendar, you can say, all right, like maybe he's not at fault because this is the same time he gave the little decompression period, whatever you want to say. Um, what will be curious is, again, when he spoke this week a year ago, it was to, oh, yeah. it was you just, know, it was in the aftermath of a, uh, an appearance it, in the divisional it round. It was entering the football promised land is really what it was. And, and so, so there was no place to go but up at that point. It's a lot no easier. Right. It's a lot easier to meet with reporters when you're coming off of right, a playoff, so, you know, a, a, a win in the playoffs in improbable fashion and then hanging with the eventual Super Bowl champions. So the biggest begging questions are, and I don't know that we, I don't think we will get this answer, but the biggest beg- begging questions are, when they came to the end of the season, lost five of six, what type of discussion did take place between GM and head coach? 
What type of discussion took place, Leon, between owner and GM, owner and head coach? Because it's always been at least described to us as those two both report to Shad. Uh, they're on mm-hmm. even footing, and we've seen them kind of work in concert. But did Trent Baalke mandate changes on the staff? Did Doug decide on his own? I don't know that we're going to get the answer to that tomorrow. Well, I mean, there, there had to be an exit meeting. I mean, just like the players going to their position coach. Like that, like there's a team meeting where all the coaching staff, where the head coach talks to the whole team, talks yep. about the offseason. He talks about how good the season was, how disappointing the season was, how we can't do this again, blah, 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 whatever. And then the other guy, and then there's position meetings where you individually – Coaches tell you the truth, how you play, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I'm sure that I'm sure that Doug had to go to Balky and Balky had to go address Shad. Right. It had to be an exit meeting where they with Shad, and I'm hoping Shad said, Well, listen, this this we had we had promise, but this this kind of um this kind of um, uh, ending mm-hmm. cannot you um, is unacceptable. At whatever cost it that needs to be made, you this you have to refer this to the rest of the group that this this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You cannot be in a position, in a, in a powerful position at one point and then be on, in the exit, you know, stage right at the next point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't know whether, like, if you're, if you're breaking it down, Doug hired his staff, right? Doug hired his staff. And so you would think if he's going to make a decision, he's going to make that decision. Now, now, Matt, treat it like a college situation. An athletic director can come into a coach and say, hey, we aren't where we need to be. You need to take a good hard look at your staff. Head coach may not choose to fire him, and then athletic director may make him fire him or he gone. You know that type of thing. Yeah, it's. I think it's a little different in college because the athletic directors have much more power. Yeah, that's I think, why I wanted to pair it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, if I'm at that press conference with with Trent Balky, I won't be because obviously mm-hmm. I'll be mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I would say two things: Where were you successful? Where did you fail? And he'll start out by saying we were successful, blah, 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 and he won't answer the fail. But then you got to follow him and say, where did you fail? Right. Because you've got to hear him. He needs to explain where he thinks they failed. Right. He we didn't is... do enough preseason defensively in the pass rush. We didn't do enough with the offensive line. We didn't do enough with the defensive line. Like, you got to hear that. He's, he has to own up to these problems that are right now on this roster. And this comes <clears throat> back to the same. This is the classic chicken or the egg question. Was it lack of roster development or was it lack of player development with the coaches? Yeah, well, but, but I, I agree with what you what you're saying, Matt. But I, I mean, you, you, if you don't have a heartbeat of the locker room, you can't really have any intel to why this team did what it did. Because as much as, as much as you want to talk about Valky and the draft picks who did amounted to much of, less of anything this season, except for Anton Harrison or the play calling and all that kind. That that I, I've been in enough locker rooms where sometimes you, we will ourselves, we hold each other accountable enough to where we won't allow this kind of skid, especially when we're sitting on the top. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, we, I, my point is that the, I, the lack of leadership and accountability in that locker room is the reason. My and my, my point that there is the reason why this team. Uh, wasn't as successful as it was down the stretch. So because I, at some point you well, got to pull yourself up and say, "Get this. You, we got to. We got to rectify. We got to rectify the situation." And I don't disagree with that. I, I also, but to me, it's also at some point it's on the players, and it's the guys you choose. They had four picks in the first 140 40 play, uh, players picked in the draft. Mm-hmm. None of them did anything other than so it was five actually. But yeah, I'm Anton. taking I'm taking Anton out. So the other four in the one top 140, none of them did anything. And again, I keep going back to this. Why do we keep seeing the Chiefs with a seventh rounder playing cornerback? Right, right. Why do we keep seeing the 49ers with a, you know, with a free agent starting? 
why do we keep seeing things like this, but it's not that way on this team? That's a guy whose job is to build the team. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it boils down to nothing more than that. And it's I, evaluation is yeah. what it is. It's and talent I, evaluation, college and pro. Yeah, and I do believe, like, like Leon's saying, locker room needs to make locker room decisions, meaning player to player. You need to have the leadership, the stones, to call the other guys out. You need to have your game up to snuff, and then you need to lead. So I'm going to go back to you real quick. I don't know if you can remember all the Pro Bowlers from 1999, but I'm looking at a handful right here, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to marry this up with guys in that locker room could could call out other guys mm-hmm. compared to what they have right now. So just as an example, you had Tony Baselli on one side. You have Kevin Hardy on the other side. Those are two high draft picks that perform well, and we can go through the other ones. Mm-hmm. But did you have – you know you had guys calling guys out back then. We but did. Is there anything close to that in this locker room? I, I, I'm not sure if it is. I don't, I don't know the I don't know the personality of the locker room. I don't know how strenuous guys are on guys, whatever. But I know in our locker room that if you if you weren't playing well, we called you out. If you didn't like it, so what? Mm-hmm. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to win. Right. I'm here to win ball games. We can be friends outside of the locker room, but when you in the locker room, it's about the win the business of winning ball games. Right. And if if you're not a contributor to that in some capacity, then you need to go. Yeah. And we weren't afraid to tell guys that. We weren't, we weren't afraid to tell the guys, hey, man, you're spending too much time in the streets, man. You need to get in here. And, 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 you know, we, if we noticed that kind of that kind of, um, that kind of behavior, we called it out. And if guys didn't like it, so what? We're here to win games. I ain't got to like you. Right. But on Sundays, I need you to be out there being the terror and getting after the next person. So that's what it was really all about. But we had enough guys with that, even me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I had to take it on the chin a couple of times, too, and I ain't playing my best game. Now, that wasn't a – you know that was a rarity, but you know, still, I still had to take it on the chin. If I went, if I if I ain't play a good game, I took it. I didn't like it, but I knew that in order for this team to go where I needed to go, I had to be at my very best, and everybody exactly. else around me had to. And, and that's basically holding the line, keeping everybody strong. The classic weakest well, link uh, will be exposed, and, and if you don't have that whole group pulling in the same direction, you're in trouble. Listen, I mean, I mean. Listen, that '96 team, my first team, my first year here. I mean, we started, we sucked. We were three and six, and the guys around there, I call them, you know, the land of misfit dolls. We had a, we had a collection of all type of guys from all different places, but we galvanized ourselves in that locker room, and we said we're gonna get it done, and we got it done. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just making sacrifices. That's just doing, you know, above and beyond your pay grade. I mean, sometimes you just got to do more than expected of you as a football player on the field. And we had a lot of guys that that did that kind of stuff, and that's how we were so, so successful at what yeah. we did. Yeah, because and both sides of the ball were well represented. You were a pro bowler. Mark was a pro bowler. You don't think Jimmy Smith was calling somebody out uh, as a pro bowler because the excellence was demanded. We mentioned Baselli. You can go to so many others that were on the other side of the ball. But, Carnell Lake. Uh, but, but, but here's the thing, though, Joe. I mean, the names Mark and Tony and all that, I mean, they became household names not based upon – they got became household names of what they did and what they accomplished, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, in, in the playoffs. I mean, you, you say those names so fluently, the Baselli's, right. and the, the reason why you know and recognize those names is because those guys were about it and they made it happen. And, and, and that's the reason why we say it so eloquently. The Baselli's and yeah. the Jimmy Smiths and the Freds, yeah, because they made a name for themselves. Yeah, and and, and Duval, their household, yes, their household names, and, and that's where you are. So just pair it up with with now and and who is going to show that leadership and and Josh Allen is he going to become that new 
leader in the locker room on the defensive side? Is Trevor Lawrence going to become that new? And I'm going to say new because I do think Trevor had an opportunity coming out of the end of last year. As we said, the the balky mm-hmm. presser was taking place this time a year ago where it was nothing but but positivity spilling out of the bank saying we're just beginning something here. Trevor needs to take a vocal leadership role and in, in, in charge himself with getting better and charge the offense with getting better. And that's what I'm curious if um, – I think tomorrow's availability is just with Trent Bulky. I don't envision Trevor Lawrence being there because it's his offseason. Yeah. I'm curious if we will get to hear from Ryan Nielsen ahead of the combine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. You know, you trot Doug out there, one-man band. You trot Trent Bulky out there, one-man band. It sounds like it's just him uh, because I would that, love for, for both of Now, you'll combine and draft. You'll see both of them right. up there, but mm-hmm. not in this particular setting. Right. It doesn't sound and, like And that's where, again, like I said to Mike Dempsey during the handoff, and Matt can attest to this too, mm-hmm. like unfortunately my, cyni- my cynicism, is that the word? Cynical mm-hmm. cynicism run, runs deep. Um, and so the spin will be on one way or another. That's just good PR. And even if they were sitting there next to each other, the spin would be on the agreed upon plan. But that's where it's just, it, it gets symbolically to have one speak the day after the loss and the other one two and a half weeks later, as Dell on the text line pointed out, it is mm-hmm. the same day that he spoke last year. It was just three days after the loss to the Chiefs versus two and a half weeks after the loss to the Titans this year. Like, is that symbolic? Is my question. And I understand at this point, like, look at the Buffalo Bills. They just had their hearts absolutely ripped out. And Sean McDermott met with reporters on Sunday night after the game. Right. And then Brandon Bean met with reporters yesterday for 63 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we get 63 minutes tomorrow. Maybe then I can slide on over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that, that's, like, and you wouldn't say that that's divided, you know? But for me, on the surface level, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Well, I, I just I, – I I feel like, to your point about Trevor, yeah. like is Doug going to give us one answer and then Trent will give us another two and a half weeks yeah. later? Yeah, I, I don't know. And I do think that Balky's going to <laughs> say all the right things, uh, dismiss notions that, you know, this is um, uh, fractured and, and, and needs a massive fix. He's going to say, hey, we made, ch- we made changes. Coach decided to move on. You know, that type of stuff you're going to hear. But I would like to know <laughs> basically the plan going forward – you know, what is the general manager general manager going to charge the head coach with doing a better job? Because you can't escape five of six L's. You only needed to win two of six, Leon. You only needed to win two of six, uh, and you couldn't get the job done from December to the end of the season. That, that's an indictment on the whole organization. Everybody. Everybody's hands are dirty on that one. You All right, let me win. ask you. Yeah, if it, I'll tell you this right now. Yeah. It, the best thing he could do, the best thing he could do tomorrow is to say, I failed. Head coach failed. The players failed. It's on all of us to make it better. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody in this city would be like, all right, all right, I get it. Let's yeah. move forward. Yeah. And, and I do think that, uh, you know, all Duvall is frustrated. They they want answers. They're not going to get them all. But this is an opportunity. I do agree. Hey, take ownership. Okay. You take ownership of wins. You got to take ownership of L's too. Uh, because you're judged on dubs, but you're going to really be judged on L's if you don't get it done. Now let's pair this up real quick. All right. Because this is drama in Duvall. Right. It's, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah now let's go to the drama in Dallas. Mm. Okay? The drama in Dallas. JJ, I don't know if you remember the old soap opera. I don't know if your mom ever told you about the old soap opera named Dallas, but J.R. Ewing and Bobby. Wasn't uh, it like, who shot J.R.? Oh, yeah. Well, that was the biggest cliffhanger of all back in the day. Mm. But uh, <laughs> the Dallas music, 
if you have it, is worth bringing up because honestly, Dallas. I don't know. I don't know that there's another town that thinks they're as big as Dallas is in the football world because they think they are the NFL. They really do. And that's kind of what JR thought he was back in the day. And so you've got infighting that includes family, and that does make it a soap opera. Okay? There it is. Good. Mm-hmm. Dallas tunes from mm-hmm. – and, and C.D. Lamb's mom is calling out Dak. Now, this has been going on for the last, uh, what, couple of days at least. But, Leon, if you're in that – you were in that locker room, and now you've had your exit interview, <clears throat> yep. and you see guys like C.D. Lamb's mom – like Dak's brother, like uh, Diggs jumping in on it. Who else do we have? Wait, have we gotten a cryptic Stefan Diggs tweet or just Trayvon Diggs? Yeah, I think it's just Trayvon. I'm just looking. They're both both But but the biggest headline is Dak isn't it. Mm Mm-hmm. What, what, what is running through your, your well, brain? Well, I mean, listen, I, I, I could tell there was issues between Dak and C.D. Lamb in the game against the Green Bay Packers. I mean, you could tell the body language for C.D. Lamb it was almost like the same body language that uh, your man uh, Diggs had with uh, Josh Allen. Like, here we go again. Right. Here we go again. You get in the playoffs. You play wonderfully throughout the whole season. You get yeah. in the playoffs, and you stink it up. And his body language, when they were down by 20-some points or whatever, if you because they, they captioned him on the TV. They showed his face. Oh, he was yeah. shaking his head. He was like, here we go. I said, bro, you, I said, you still in the game? You got to stay in tune to the game. Yeah. You already you don't already tapped out of this thing right here. So, but – but I, I, I'm thinking everybody's attention is 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 being directed towards Dak and the fact that Dak can't get it done when it counts the yeah, most. Did Dak give up all those points? Yeah, he didn't. He did not. <laughs> yeah, he did look, throw a couple bad. He, 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 he did make a couple two picks. gigantic Trust mistakes. Two Trust me, I, I I said as much as anything that was one of after a stellar season that was one of the worst games you've ever seen Dak play. It really was. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it was bad. And, and so there's no getting away from that. And the Dallas Cowboys themselves with their Twitter, uh, we'll have to bring it up coming up in just a bit, but they had to come out in defense of him, and then everyone railed on them uh, for defending him. That was a team loss. That was a Mike yeah, McCarthy absolutely. loss, too. Yeah, absolutely. What about what happened to their vaunted defense? They yeah. got after the pass rusher and, and, and stopped the run. I mean, they gave up 200 yards rushing against Green Bay in that yeah. game. Yeah, remember Man. the number we threw out there? I think on first down they averaged nine and a half yards. Yeah. That's just That's insane. insane. That's so insane. Dallas's tweet, real quick, it says Dak Prescott gave gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers. Narrow. Yeah, this is going back in time now. In a narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup, the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds, and that's going back to the San Francisco game. Remember, they got run in that game, and so this isn't the first time that they've chimed in. Uh, on the Dak discussion. Yeah, right. earlier in the season, didn't someone tweet something negative about Dak from they, the official yeah. account that you're like, why would they? That seems odd. That, you know, usually the official count is sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, at that point, like yeah, exactly. And that's interesting when you see a team page do that. All right, let's do a that real quick before we hit the break. That just happened. Brought to you by. Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. According to Jordan Schultz of Bleacher Report, Jim Harbaugh is scheduled to interview today with the Atlanta Falcons for a second time. He's been in L.A. the last 24 hours, continuing to have serious discussions of joining the Chargers. Mike Garofolo reported they were nearing the finish line yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Nothing has actually come about from that. J- Jim. Michigan also <laughs> continuing its push, according to Jordan Schultz. So back and forth. 
And this will be interview number yes. two, you're saying? In I want to know if he invented yes. teleportation, because if so, I need to use it tomorrow Listen. to get from the Mandarin Women's well, Club to Trent Bucky's Instead Bucky's of people attacking yes. the best deal, man. Instead no, of all that. Well, yeah, he's asking for the best deal he ever. has all the Huge leverage and nasty. He cash. has leverage with the and NFL and he has leverage with college football. Yeah, but that's Why his agent. You know? That's his agent posturing. Drew did the same thing. Yeah. He have you going bouncing back and forth. You you almost got pinned to paper on something that Drew flies you out somewhere here. They're concerned that you're going to sign somebody and then they give you the numbers. You sign. That's all he's doing. His yeah. agent is posturing, so which trying, is which is his job. Here's yeah. what he's trying to get from Michigan. He's trying to get from Michigan the the in his contract that he will not be fired for a NCAA violation. See right now. The way the NCAA has termed this now, anyone on your staff, when there's a violation, it becomes on the coach. It's coach responsibility. Yeah. And in every coach's contract, it's if you have an NCAA, you know, NCAA violations, lead to termination for cause. With just so they cause. don't owe you any yeah. money. Right. Yeah. He's trying to get out of that. He's trying then to say language in the contract that says I will not be fired for yeah. NCAA violations. And I'll, he's wanting Bill Self. Treatment. It's exactly what Bill Self yeah. did. Yeah, Bill Self has thing. it at Kansas. That's what all, all coaches now are trying to get because yeah. they're all – Worried about someone on their staff doing something and it coming back and reflecting on them. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the so he has power there, and now he has power in the NFL he because he's playing both sides. And Belichick and him are the two you would think prized pieces that they're going after. But it is funny, like people are clobbering Taylor Swift for all the fuel she's uh, spitting out into the uh, to the ether. They're going to be all over Jim pretty soon. She's just wheels up and jetting back and forth. Vrabel has just become like a. I mean, also people ran. forgot about Yeah, exactly. I think he's going to take a year yeah. off, yeah. honestly. And that may be the best thing for him. I mean, Doug Peterson said for him it ended up being, and obviously part of that was his brother, unfortunately, passed Yeah, there's away. not a lot of great jobs open. But, like, that's, you know, he, he said nothing right now really, you know, is appeasing to my eye, and mm-hmm. I'd rather take time to be I'll with wait my family. wait on the Cowboys. Right. On, if you're Vrabel, why not? The McCarthy. Or Sirianni in Philly. Yeah, the McCarthy stay. Uh, definitely change things. That's for sure. All right, we'll keep it going on well, that. None of that. How is yeah. no one like? Where's Belly in all of this? Yeah. Well, he's being uh, Atlanta because he quiet. hasn't interviewed anywhere else. Yeah, right. What, what, is Why it? are people not interviewing Belly? I, I don't know because you would have assumed that if the Dallas Cowboys dismissed Mike McCarthy, that would be the first one that that Jerry Jones. Maybe would it's go because for. Tom Brady doesn't come with him. Nah, oh my go. God! Stop it. Just stop it. Can I say something quick about why, the show why, Dallas? Why is that so foreign to you? I don't understand that. They, they're done, bro. Both of them. Are he done. hasn't played in a no, while. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm uh, saying because they realize it's it wasn't Belly. It was Brady. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like. A oh, no, no, no. I yeah. mean, I think people are finally starting to understand. It, Brady was the reason they uh, won. Uh, Belichick's organization and things that he was able to do, game planning does not need to be discredited or discounted. Thank you, Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. It does not does I'm need not to be saying dismissed that, but at all. There are a lot of guys, one guy in Tampa looked like a genius because of Brady, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Arians. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll keep it going. Mm-hmm. Say what you're going to say. Yeah, I need to say one thing about the show Dallas, watching the opening theme. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlene Tilton. Oh, yeah. Let me just tell you something. Wow. Charlene Tilton and Victoria Principal. Okay. okay. I haven't come across yeah, her you'll, yet. Yeah, yes. Legend. <laughs> They're grandmas now, Jay. So? <laughs> so easy. Legend. It's XL Primetime. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So a little over 24 hours after firing their head coach, the Milwaukee Bucks 
are finalizing an agreement with Doc Rivers to become their next head coach. Yes, it is January 24th. Yes, we are midway through the NBA season. <laughs> and they were 30 and 13. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, a head coach killer, perhaps? Well, I, yes. It, 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 here's mm. a guy one and done with a winning record. That's just, that has superstar killer written all over it, trust <laughs> I, me. I tend to agree with you. But here's the thing. At the very least, and, and again, you can – if you're an NBA fan, you can chime in and let us know six four one ten ten. But there was this is the way the details were told as far as one of the reporters uh, that that you know was covering the story. Increased front office presence at practice over the last few weeks, uh, according to Bleacher's Chris Haynes. All right. Beyond that, the Bucks players quote privately complained and constantly questioned the schemes on both sides of the ball. And then they show Giannis drawing a play courtside and so I, it, I listen I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you Leon mm. I'm not saying that this isn't a if he if if I don't want him he gone that that's very very possible mm-hmm. but 30 and 13 yeah and you run his behind out yeah that, that when, as soon as I heard the news on ESPN and I saw that I said oh he must be having trouble with the all-star if Isn't, you it has yeah. to be all-star trouble you yeah. see like they they've shown a lot of huddles during timeouts where Giannis like has his back to the coach oh, and the huddle just, completely, and yeah. it's like, wow. Stick. This guy, obviously, if you're a superstar in the league and if you're a veteran, oh, yeah. you can sniff out a phony. You can sniff out a well, guy, a coach who has but, no idea, who's in way over his head. This guy's never been a head coach before. So, But if you're Giannis, like, weren't you involved in the hiring process? Yes. Like, didn't you get well, this guy hired? Yes. Well, NBA players are so disrespectful. <laughs> uh, they really are, man. They make too. Much, they make so much money. The they could just do that, over. turn their back. Now, I can't. I can't even imagine being on the sideline with my offensive line coach. When Jimmy Stockton. Yeah, you know, turning my back to, turning my back to. You don't know what you're talking about. Just looking up at the sky, or something like that. Just, I mean, the amount of disrespect in the yeah, NBA. Because you know what Giannis is saying? He goes, "I'm. I'm not just one of five. I'm one of one. Yeah, <laughs> he's saying. What he's what's saying. that called? The Hemi Awards. I'm him. Yeah. I'm him. I'm him. The Hemi Awards. Yeah, I'm him. Uh, but here's the thing. He obviously was involved in Mike Budenholzer getting fired. Was he not, JJ? Absolutely. And yeah. so that's where I'm like. Who I think is a good coach. By I the way. do too. His and, record says so. And yeah. it, well, we'll get to Doc Rivers' record here in a second too. If if you're Giannis and you got that guy out and you're now pulling a LeBron and being involved in the head coaching firings and hirings, like, who do you have to blame that this guy went up in flames? Yourself. It's yeah. your third head coach in eight months. Yeah. I do think Doc is a great guy to come in there. He's like, that's the, a great landing a spot coach. for him, yeah. and it's he just sort of knows what he's, he's doing. He's going there and roll the ball. And, he's, and he's respected. Uh, this is a Absolutely. Great. Yeah, just don't look at his uh, <laughs> playoff once you get, Yeah, once you get after, say, the mm. first two rounds of the postseason. This is a great not look at that uh, tweet from uh, an account that calls himself the George Costanza of hip-hop, so therefore he's immediately a friend of XL Primetime. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers has coached PG, Kawhi, Ben Simmons, Embiid, Harden, Maxi, and now he's coaching Damon Giannis in a span of three years. Don't ever feel like a failure. Anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not you know, wrong. He's he's been through the ringer too because he had. He was at the ringer actually, yeah. literally. He had a job at the ringer this this <laughs> whole funny. season up until yeah. now. Yeah, because he was serving as a quote consultant uh, to Griffin uh, up since there. December. They said. Yeah, so, yeah that you. You're looking over your shoulder if you're this new head coach and yeah. you see Doc like at practices. I am and getting stuff. run. Yeah. Okay. It's just a matter of time. Uh, all right. So anyway, the, the association 
uh, that we you know keep an eye on, and, and, and there's just so much going on. We definitely start to dip our toe in that college basketball. Yeah, Kentucky lose last night to South Carolina, so we'll start looking at the SEC and beyond uh, in the hoops world too. Big one for the Gators tonight. Yeah, they yeah. host Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, our boy's going to be on the call too, Mark Wise. Oh, I do love that. We're gonna yeah. uh, like we're gonna check in. We usually reserve Mondays in March for Mark Wise, but we may try and do it once or twice. You know, leading up to that, but. The, this is an important one for them. Uh, obviously, these next two games, by the way, Wednesday and Saturday, are important for them big win at for, home. Big win over Mizzou over the weekend. We said it last week when Matt was belly aching, rightfully so, about the 1-3 and three start in SEC play, that at least the next three were gettable. Um, we will see how gettable they really are. They've gotten one. I'll be curious to see if they can get the next two. Yeah. Off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, perfect segue as Leon kind of props it up if you're watching on YouTube. We have a very special product placement going on on the XL Primetime on the 1010XL YouTube stream. So to 451 out in a Montana area code, hey, JJ, any update on Leon's get-together this Sunday? Is that is that Beth? Is that Beth from Yellowstone texting in? <laughs> yeah, we have had a guy uh, who was asking relentlessly yeah. about where his cigars are, Leon, so let now, him know. Wh- okay, wh- we got to find out who that is Who's because we have sent out invitations. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he knows. I, yeah. I told him. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, well, the Eagle has, has landed. <laughs> yeah. All right, the Eagle landed this afternoon. I got the box here, 1010 XL. This is one of the boxes of the big search, all right? We had, it was for the J Fund. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea about the J Fund was to raise money for Tom Coughlin's foundation. And I told people if they donated a certain amount of money, all right, during this particular time, they will enter into a drawing to mm-hmm. where five people, five people will be able to get a box of these, these very. Um, they look good. How'd bro. you say they were? Matt Hayes, very, very sexy. Okay, sexy. All right, we go sexy. Say we got to, he gets a box of 10 cigars. Just call them smoking. Yeah, yeah, smoking you're smoking hot. cigars. Oh, yeah, smoking hot, smoking hot. All right, so this, this is my cigars. This well, they is got the, your picture on it, too. That's my picture. Really this cool. is Leon Cersei, all pro cigars, and this is. And people out there, YouTube, this is this is the smoke. This is the smoke you get to smoke. It's a two-hour smoke for the average human being. When he says big Cersei, ain't lying. It, it's a big Cersei. Get ready. If you're it's all Nicaragua, eight and a half, and it's uh, it's a fifty gauge, fifty-eight gauge cigar. So beautiful smoke. And you know, I'm the softest one of the bunch, and yeah. I will never admit to cutting it in half and smoking. Yeah, it don't ever do that time. again, Joe. You I will not admit don't, to don't it. Disrespect the stick like that. <laughs> but you did <laughs> promise the folks that they would be watching the Jags in the AFC. I, title I game did. Land. You know, the, the Jags let me down. I, I thought that <laughs> we would be watching the. Jags in the AFC Championship game, but we won't. But and you're not saying like, like you got to go get another tattoo because of that. Oh no no no! I, this I, time of year ago, not this year, not this year. No, absolutely not. I mean, uh, by to the be way, fair, but, you said they'd be in the Super yeah. Bowl. So I did say that. I did. Right. I, you I, also or JJ said that the Cowboys would be in the Super Bowl too. I did. So. Yeah. yeah. This time a year ago, we, I'm we, telling you, almost to the day, Big Source was getting a tat. It was. It is right yeah. because yeah. I said if they made it to the yeah. playoffs, yeah, I got yeah. that. A man of a word with, our, with our man Travis over there. So this nine and eight. Finish didn't excite you enough for yeah. another? No, nah, it didn't. It didn't. Very disappointed me there. <laughs> but anyway, so Sunday, uh, so Sunday at two o'clock, yeah, at uh, Aroma Cigar Lounge in Southside. I'm going. I'm having an event to watch the AFC NFC Championship game. The winners will come. They will get a box of cigars. I will sign it. They'll get an autograph book, and I will sign it. We're gonna have food and drink there to watch Kansas City play. The Ravens, and then watch 49ers play the Lions. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 403 on the text line wants to know if you can put in an order for Auntie's cookies. Well, yeah, you know what? That's funny you said that because you remember, I, Joe, you weren't here. We I put Auntie on the speakerphone, right? And all and um, Mia and JJ and I, we all thank Auntie for the cookies. And she said, baby, 
I, that means I'm gonna have to make y'all some more. Oh so, my god! So she's going. So when she, she's <laughs> gonna she, make us some more cookies, and she did it all. She did she walnuts, did. pecans, chips, mm-hmm. double chocolate, double chip. chocolate chips. It was delicious. Yeah. I mean, do y'all want the same cookies? Because I, I mean, she, I'll I'll try another. You one. know what I'm gonna say? I'm yeah. gonna say yes and no. Let's okay. go like ginger okay. snacks. Dude, I had. Mm-hmm. I was looking through no my breaks. bag yesterday, last no night, and I no. forgot I had put one of her cookies oh, to the stop. side of my oh, bag. Oh, I remember you did and that. And I ate it, and it was just as good as it was the day I got it. Wow. Last night, it was amazing. She nice. operates in preservatives, and so that means it'll last a little exactly. bit Exactly. It's mm-hmm. real food. Yeah. There you it's go. Good. The gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling her yes and no because I want the same, and I want something new, too. <laughs> you got it. So hopefully. Uh, but anyway, she is just she is just awesome. That's for sure. She's all she's XL Prime Times auntie. That's for sure. All right, so. Uh, we were talking about, you know, what isn't here and, you know, what's happened with these other teams. Uh, so here we are midweek. You've seen a little bit of what the storyline is. I'm going to give you a Pacifico Perfecto question coming up here. But early lean, Leon, uh, AFC championship game, AFC championship game, and then we'll hit the NFC championship game. Early lean because we know we got our picks coming up. We're all playing for second place, unfortunately. Yeah, but early lean, my man. As far as what I see going this this AFC upcoming season, well, listen, I, listen. I, I was talking about this. Um, well, actually, I was on. We were recording with Hacker yeah, earlier yeah. this morning. I felt like it's almost, it's almost a rite of passage that um that Lamar Jackson has to go through Patrick Mahomes get the Super Bowl. It is. I mean, you're talking about a team, a dominant team. You're talking about a Kansas City Chiefs team that went to the AFC Championship six times in a row. That's unheard of yeah. in this day and age, all right, with all the parody in the NFL to have that team go six times in a row to the AFC Championship game. Brady so, did it. Just so. Brady did it too? Yeah, I wow, think eight wow. times. Eight oh, times. You, in a row. I, I've got oh, some, I've got some history ridiculous. on Brady. It's yeah. just nuts. So, and, and, and here's the thing. I absolutely, I hate the Ravens. I do. I hate the Ravens. But here's the thing about Lamar because I can appreciate what Lamar did this offseason, all right? The injuries, the talk about his playoffs, you know, negotiating his own contract. You had 10 general managers who said that they had no, absolutely no interest in Lamar Jackson whatsoever. I want the name so I can fire him the ball, all right? <laughs> this guy bet on himself, negotiated his own contract, him and his mom, you know, pushed all his chips in, had an outstanding season, going to win MVP, and he has an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Was there so one I those... would like nothing more than to see Lamar he's hoist still gonna Lombardi. lose the Chiefs. I, he's going to. He's. I like nothing more to see him hoist the Lombardi. Was one of those names Dave Caldwell? No, uh, <laughs> it, it probably was. I agree with you. I would love to see him do it. Yeah. it would be a, a phenomenal story. But I'm. I'm now. I'm not completely with JJ. No one is stopping Mahomes. Which is a good sign for the rest of us. I was about us. to say the Ravens yep. locked in a win now. All right, so let's do it. Let's do it from the Atlantic to the Pacific. Oh, let's do our push through the playoffs, and I will throw a Pacifico question at you and see if you can get a perfecto answer. Perfecto! Found in Baja, imported by surfers. For those who live, alive, anchors up, make sure you order up a Pacifico when you're heading out, especially when you're down at the beach. Now, Lamar Jackson, first player in NFL history to rush for two touchdowns, run for 100, Pass for two touchdowns and have a passer rating of 100 or higher in a postseason game. First ever. Okay? That's what he did. That's what he did. And he got his playoff record back to two and three. If he wins this week, he's back to 500 in the postseason. But that's what he did. All right, you ready for this? With a minimum of five playoff games, he has 93.4 average career rushing yards per postseason Wow. Game. That is extraordinary. 93.4 rushing yards per postseason game. That is fifth in NFL history among all players 
Give me the other four. So they've had to have played at least five games? At least five. Minimum of five playoff games. And he's only games. what on the list? Uh, he is minimum of five playoff games. His 93.4 career rushing yards per postseason game is fifth in NFL history wow, among all players. there's four guys with more than that. Yeah, these, these but they have to be quarterbacks? No, they're not quarterbacks. Oh, okay. No, any position, right? Any position. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so we this can include running backs. I just start backs. to nod my head. Mm-hmm. Okay, start right. to go in a different I was going to say, quarterback, that'd be wild. Is Emmett one? Mm. Oh, you're not going ding as we get him. You just you just want minimum the of uh, You might hear a ding if you get one. All right. Minimum, <laughs> all right. minimum of five. He Ter- just Terrell really Davis. thought Terrell that Davis. was a lock. Terrell Davis. Yeah. Terrell That's Davis. Cool. Ding. Mm. Jerome Bettis. Nah, he had some... While y'all are guessing, Lower this is going to be something crazy like Tim Smith from Washington. While y'all are guessing, Marshall Falk. While y'all are guessing, Leon is at the top of the list with TD. Terrell Davis averaged 142.5. Mm-hmm. 142. Wow. I'm going to stay in that wow. time era. I'm going to say Jamal Williams. Mm-mm. Or uh, you mean Jamal, Jamal Anderson? Jamal Anderson, Anderson. excuse yeah, me. Or Jamal Dirty Anderson. Bird. Any of them. Nope. Mm. nope. How about nope. John Riggins? Another one oh. that goes back in time. John Riggins, 110.7 yards. That's the one I thought you may not get. Okay. We need two more. Two more. Cam Newton? No. no. That's so many yards. That's what makes Lamar so great right. as far as Wait what he second. did. Wait a second. Honestly. Freddy? Five? Did he, Did he play in five? Right, that's the thing. You got to play. He in might five. have. Yeah. That's why I was gonna no, say. No, no, because he came say, in '98. I was gonna say Barry Sanders, but I don't know if he played in five. No. Minimum of five playoff games. Damn. I'm gonna say. Uh, Ryan Westbrook. Ricky Waters. Priest Holmes. Adrian. Did Adrian Peterson even play in five? Sean Alexander. I don't believe so. All right, I'll give oh, it to you. Oh, I got one. Marshawn Lynch. Nope. Marshall mm. Falk. I said Marshall Falk already. Yeah. Edgar and James? Nope. I'll give them to you. All right. This guy averaged 103.4 yards per game, and his name is Eric Dickerson. I was going to say He Eric was this. a great running back. I wasn't back. sure the Rams were hackers. And the, and remember, I was going to say. It was in my head. I just didn't Remember, Sirs, the Rams did go to the postseason quite a bit. Colts, Rams were the two teams that he starred for, just like yeah. Falk did with both of those teams. And the other guy that you will be mad when you hear it, and how many texts have you said have you seen that says, bring him home? Derek oh, Henry, right. 104.6. And it's five. hard to believe they played in five playoff games, too. That also kind of sucks yeah. when you think about it. How long has Derek Henry been in the league and how many uh, Jaguar playoff games have they had? Uh, right there at five, okay, because 2017 and, and, and 2022 add up to five, and, and so he's been in five as well. There you go. Uh, Pacifico, no perfecto, but at least you got a handful of them. And uh, sure. quickly on the AFC yeah. title game streak. Mm-hmm. So, yes, between 2011 and 18, the Pats went to eight consecutive conference title games. Wow. Yeah, and and so if you think about it, just the, the regularity of him getting there and Belichick, let's include him in this conversation, is that they were so good and it was so tough. Like, here's a saucy nug. The Baltimore Ravens, when they won the AFC Championship and got to the Super Bowl and ultimately won that Super Bowl, it was going through Tom Brady up at Gillette Stadium. Mm -hmm. They have not hosted a whole lot of playoff games up in Baltimore. And so, Tom, it's just crazy what what he's been able to do. 14 of his first 17 postseason starts, he was able to come out victorious. 
saucy so nugs. Just think of that, man. 17 postseason starts alone. So so what's going to happen six years from now when the, when the Chiefs win at least three more Super Bowls <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes comes to Jacksonville and um, and we're going to say, was the narrative going to be, was it Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes? We're going to do the same thing? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Matt will be sitting here like, oh, my God, Andy Reid. This guy's nobody. I don't even know why he's getting another and, job. And, and uh, let me see if I can find this because I thought this was kind of interesting. And I, I made Guys. A, a little Players win. They games, do, but so. I mean, coaches got to coach. Bill them Belichick's all. still the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, is so, he? Yes. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. is. Uh, and so let's give this up. And listen, he's got video equipment to prove it. Okay, he's the best. Uh, but the other thing is, is that you want to talk about what coaches do and how successful they are if they do it well. Andy Reid and John Harbaugh coached together up in Philadelphia. John Harbaugh was in Philly yep. before Andy Reid got there, and Andy Reid decided to retain him, okay, made a smart decision and kept him. And so those two guys, this is, I believe, I have to go back and look, but I believe this is the first time they will face off against each other in the postseason. Um, and, and so it, it speaks volumes if you have the right plan. And that's what everyone here in Duval is hoping that Doug has the right plan mm-hmm. because Harbaugh was another guy that came in at least thrived under Andy Reid and then got his own job and took off. I mean, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And you need to have that type of guy because Harbaugh has probably been in the postseason as a head coach more often than he's not been. That's worth looking up. I also like for everyone who's speculating if the Chiefs will upset the Ravens because technically the Ravens are the favorite heading into Sunday's AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, well, I guess, nah, it's 11 years ago, mm-hmm. Ravens-San Francisco Super Bowl. Yeah. Lights went out, and there's still controversy about Black that. Blacko versus Cap. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here, here, here it is. Though. I'm just, I just found it. But John Harbaugh launched his NFL career with the Eagles in 1998, one year before Andy Reid uh, became their head coach and uh, Reid retained him. And so that right there just tells you how strong a career that guy has had uh, throughout. All right, we're heading into the 1 o'clock hour. Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday. Don't forget 287-PLAY. You can give them a shout anytime you want to go on out and enjoy a round of golf, plan a tournament, have a foursome, whatever it might be, uh, you can definitely get with them when it comes to event planning. They've got the menu. They've got the clubhouse. They've got the patio area. They can do it all for you. And don't forget tomorrow night trivia and then Friday night under the lights music and featuring local artists with a nice little menu item set up for you all at the Golf Club of Southampton. So let's bring up these portal rankings. We mentioned them, the top schools in the state, and then also who else is kicking butt in the portal. Matt, are we – like, we're closing in on when we'll see the end of the transfer portal this go-around before it heads to spring. And we have signing day, what, two Wednesdays away? Is that right? Yeah. The well, the, well, the winter portal's done. These yeah. guys are all in the portal because their coach left for any These are the only reasons, ones right. that are hanging out is because of coaching changes. Right. The and spring then we got to wait until the spring. April 15th. All right, so let's hit that coming up. Uh, it's XL Primetime. Talk a little college ball right here on the Superstation. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. We did a little Dallas theme music earlier for the Dallas Cowboys, and they have their own little soap opera as the world turns as far as they're concerned. And you might say the transfer portal is as the world turns. It never (laughs) seems to end. And I've got some financials uh, that I want to at least throw out there in this 1 o'clock hour when it comes to the transfer portal. Welcome in 
to the 1P hour. If you are just joining us, appreciate it. If you're riding around, if you're listening at work, whatever it might be, hey, Alexa, turn on 1010XL. We appreciate it. That's for sure. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, back after what he what he hopes just a, a, a one-day KO, uh, courtesy of the sinuses, uh, hopefully back. Slow not, death, Joe. Yeah. It's not we'll contagious. See how it, it's not contagious. Either. Yeah. Might be. I'm a little yeah. concerned, bro. Big Cirs is to his right. Know, uh, and the right tackle will show you the hands if you do hand off that sinus infection. Mm-hmm. I will uh, use them. They're still registered. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, so we've got it going on. We're on YouTube. You can search 1010XL. You can chime in there. Uh, you can go to the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. Uh, we're going to get to the transfer portal, but but JJ, let's at least, at least pose this question with a that. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Dak and the Dallas Cowboys came apart against the Green Bay Packers. And now the Green Bay Packers have decided to fire their defensive coordinator, which I got to say is at least a little bit of a surprise to me. Mm. They have, after three seasons, let Joe Barry go, their defensive coordinator. Uh, it looks like Jonathan Jones was the first guy to, to put it out there. Bottom line is, is it was kind of a middle-of-the-pack defensive unit. We're not going to say anything glossy and great about them, but they did their job, and they dispatched one of the better teams in the National Football League. Yet, after making it through two weeks of postseason football, they decide to part ways. You have to ask the question, was Ryan – Nielsen hired too early? Is this a guy that might have been a candidate if he had been fired, I don't know, 48 hours earlier? Well, first and foremost, uh, uh, let, let's address the fact that Joe Barry is a friend of 1010XL, was a part of the Book of Bo, one of mm-hmm. Tony mm-hmm. Vaselli's childhood best friends and high school teammates. Shout out to his dad, Mike, who's also fantastic. So mm-hmm. thinking of them, this for me is Packers leadership listening to the mob. Packers fans have been calling for Joe Barry's job since for he years, got it, right? Since he got it. Yeah. So this is a matter of listening to the mob, evaluating, well, we invested so much draft capital, so much free agent capital on the defensive side of the ball, and are we actually performing at our absolute best? Mm-hmm. That's what this is. And as far as the Jags part in this, and this for me, they have to go out and sign Ryan Nielsen because guess what? They may have gotten wind that Green Bay was thinking of firing Joe Barry and going well, and plucking him too. I like how you flipped it because that that certainly is possible because that's what I read yeah. the situation, the landscape wise, as he had other suitors and the Jags, akin to the Titans with Brian Callahan, said, No, 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 we're not letting you get out of the building. Right. And and let's just add, because I do like the fact that you kind of flipped it <clears throat> with the Green Bay possibility, but let's just add other coaching staffs being put together. Philadelphia making it official that they were moving on on both sides of the ball uh, with the, with their coordinators from last year. And those guys were basically one and done because they had lost their other two coordinators the year before to head coaching jobs. But the bottom line is, is that there are moves being made. And while you're sitting, searching for answers here, you know, how did this team lose five of six? And was it more on the defense? Or why is the offense getting clobbered as well? This team made it two weeks into the postseason, Leon, and they still weren't satisfied. They said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on. Defensive coordinator got to go. Yeah, but I'm all with what what I saw lastly is what was good I mean, as far as Green Bay Packers go. Now the, the Cowboys score. I mean, listen, it was 49 to 16. The Cowboys came back late, you know, with some garbage time, whatever. Guy, guys being substituted, second and third team guys, wherever they scored, whatever. And then you go, then the same Green Bay Packer team went up against the 49ers. Yeah. I, and played two. They held served. They held served that whole game. I mean, the offense. Turning the ball over, giving them the short field. Even that one particular time where 
where where where Jordan Love threw the ball behind the receiver and they got the interception. Mm-hmm. That defense only gave up 13 yards and kicked, had to kick a field goal. Yeah. I mean, you were still in the game at that particular moment. So that defense, I, I mean, uh, you're making great points. They, they they made stops when it was necessary. They certainly it, played better down the stretch. Yes, yeah, yeah and they did. And yeah. I'm pretty sure it was at least four of the last five were on the road. And think about going into Dallas the games and they Frisco. They had to win to get they to the playoffs. Yeah. See that you know what that, that's the difference between that team and our, and our team. They found they found a way. No no excuses. Nobody. This guy's hurt. That guy hurt. Whatever. You find a way. You collect yeah. a collective body of offensive players, defensive players, playing in rhythm and going out there and getting it done. And I'm this mad. Green Bay team had to win. They literally had to win playoff games week after week yeah. after week yeah, right. in the regular season to get to the postseason. The only reason I'm mad at Joe Barry is because he held the 49ers to 24 points, and I, I was looking at that over all week, of course, the 50 Joe. and a half. Of course, of course. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, that was the one that uh, had me most upset because I thought there was no way they were going to, you know, it was just going to fly over that total. But he had done a pretty good job especially with all the turnover that that team has faced. And, and Brian Gutekunst is getting all the love for Jordan Love and how things came together offensively. Uh, hey, I guess as the general manager or Matt LaFleur as the head coach, they made that decision collectively, which brings us back to here in town. Is, is Brian Gutekunst the, de- the de- decider on whether or not Joe Barry stays as a defensive coordinator or is it Matt LaFleur? Is Trent Baalke the decider? As to whether or not Mike Caldwell and this defensive staff needs to be, you know, cleared out, uh, or was it all? I don't. The head I coach? don't think you. Can, your GM cannot be demanding of your of your head coach. You got to fire that guy. I just. I don't see that. I mean, because I, I if wouldn't. you're a head coach, those are your guys. You feel comfortable with that you can win. Right. You can give me all the players you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can give me the groceries, but I want the guys that I feel comfortable with that can coach the players. So yeah. I. I would be shocked. If that was a general manager decision, well, I, I tend to agree. Let's build off that with the news of this morning that not only have the Titans finalized naming Brian Callahan, the former Cincinnati Bengals OC, as their head as their head coach, but Rand Carthen elevated to executive vice president slash GM, Chad Brinker elevated to president of football operations. This is from the release from controlling owner Amy <laughs> Adams Strunk by expanding his role to include full roster control and oversight of the coaching staff, our organization will now benefit more completely from Rand's unique ability to build and lead a championship-caliber football team. I'm going to find the exact... Rand uh, Carthon, former Gator. Yes, never forget. The Gators are winning somewhere else. Exactly. Um, some, here it is. Uh, thanks to Ben Arthur from Fox for putting this one up. Carthon's responsibilities as GM slash executive vice president will include all areas that impact the football team, roster control, team activities and personnel decisions, including draft and free agency acquisitions, oversight of Callahan and his coaching staff, scouting, sports medicine, and player engagement. Yeah, overs- oversight of the coaching staff. The keyword yeah. there. Because yeah. I, I don't think that means he's going to give him his DC. I think it means he's managing them is yeah. what he's doing. And I do think you do reach a point, and I don't think Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson reached this point because I do believe Doug, Doug Peterson made the decision to get rid of coaches on this staff, all right? But if they're, let's just say there's an erosion of performance on a football field over time, in other words, sure. two or three seasons go sure. by, and you haven't gotten rid of the guy that you think might be the main culprit, then the GM can step in. Yeah, you could also, it could also be the GM saying, hey, Joe, uh, that DC might get you fired one day. Yeah, that you know? type of thing. And, and, and Coach Campo tells us all the time. We did our Campo and Joe podcast yesterday. You can go find it on our social channels. And he said, whenever big swings like this, happen, meaning 
a large portion of your staff gets eliminated. That's usually coming from the head coach, and the head coach feels the pressure that Matt just mentioned, that you got to do something or they're going to come from Not unlike the college level with the AD to the head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to do something with that offense because yeah. I always losing, like, you know, I we're would, losing fans. I always like using Mark Rick as an example. He was an excellent coach but was a little either hard-headed, big-time loyalty to the people that he hired. And remember, who was it? Willie Martinez was one of the classic guys that he just did not want to fire, and they finally fired him. And he had gotten rid of Willie, if I, if I have it right. I'm pretty sure he did, and then it just wasn't enough at that point. And he won three out of every four games, and that also wasn't enough. So in this business, it's cutthroat. You know you know that. Mm-hmm. Got it. You got to get it right. Yeah, you got to. And you got a limited time to get it right, too. Yeah. You don't have much time to do it. You're giving a what? Maybe a three-year span to get it right to fix it. Yeah. yeah fix in, in today's world. Yeah, you get three yeah. years, that's it. Yeah, and, and that's why I firmly believe it's, <clears throat> it's hard as hell to, to, to keep it going. It really is. Uh, but – We'll find out, and I like the way Mia went with that, is that maybe a Ryan Nielsen could have been a candidate for this job or a couple of other jobs. And we'll find out who the Jaguars are getting as their guy. And we'll also find out maybe at the Senior Bowl or wherever when he fills out his staff what it's going to look like. What other types of guys is he going to bring with him? When we had Miles Garrett on from Fox 5 up in Atlanta, he mentioned Jerry Gray. Jerry Gray, as Coach described yesterday, is a – not a hard-headed, but a an accomplished veteran in the coaching game, and he likes it the way he likes it. And so those types of guys, if they come in, accountability will be – that. Will, it's incumbent on them to make sure that they fix that defense 100% compared to what it was down the stretch. Some other news from around the National Football League, an update to the breaking um, the, that just happened from earlier. According to Josh Kendall, the Falcons beat writer for The Athletic, the Falcons will not be conducting a second interview with Jim Harbaugh today. The second one could be upcoming, oh, according okay. to a source. That's great reporting. That's a lot of gray area. Leon, right there, that's but... exactly what you said. Is that not what agents do? Posturing, baby. That's what they do. <laughs> Posturing back, yeah, and, back forth. and forth. Bro. If you ask me, we need to get Flight Tracker out. Where mm-hmm. is Jim Harbaugh and his private jet? Yeah. I need to know. Maybe he's headed to Baltimore to go hang out with his brother. Um, this is some significant news on the injury front for the Kansas City Chiefs, and maybe it deserves a that, JJ. Mm-hmm. That just happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars chiefs pro bowl guard joe thuney will not practice today due to his pec injury according Mm. to one source per adam schefter he is unlikely to play sunday against the ravens another source said he is going to work like crazy to try and play Ooh, that's 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 a big one that's a big one that's that's a big one thuney is the left guard or the right He's the a left guard, right? Left guard, yeah. He's a left guard. Yeah, they came from uh, the Patriots. Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, I mean, I mean, anything on the left side. Yeah, that I was you, just going to say, that left side is going to be a little more. Hey, anything now. on the left side that's the blind side to your protect, to, to Patrick Mahomes is, is a concern. Anything. All right, we're going to keep looking at these games. Uh, we do have our uh, in, injury man, the Bari breakdown, coming up with Geo, Dr. George Bari, coming up about 15, 20 minutes. So we will definitely ask him about that as well. We're going to get to these transfer portal rankings. So let's do that coming up on XL Primetime Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday. Beautiful day of weather. Call 287 Play and head on out, play a little golf. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. I'm kind of glad that I uh, went and grabbed my salad 
at least some semblance of food during that break. Because we have a lot of exciting projects coming up here at 1010XL. A lot of exciting videos that may include food. Which Get you know, in my belly! You nooners love when we serve up some food. Super Bowl. It's around the corner. We're going to get into the games that will decide who will be playing in Super Bowl Live on Sunday, February 11th. And so we may or may not be having another cook-off here at 1010XL. So maybe the nooners can help us as we brainstorm what Josie, myself, Matt Hayes, Leon, and JJ can make. Although I know JJ is bringing the heat, pun intended, already. No questions. I got chilly. I will be competing against Casey and flying high with Jack O'Brien. Uh, they're going to get smashed. Once again, I will win like I did with my deviled eggs during Thanksgiving. I'll be 2-0. and The deviled eggs were good, bro, with the Thank bacon you. on top. Thank you. It's, uh, it is, it's worth noting that two guys that are high will be cooking chili. <laughs> right. It's mm-hmm. worth noting. It is. Mm-hmm. So, it is. Uh, and, and by the way, Leon said he's going to do wings, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to take him on. I want mm. I want to cook wings because I yeah, – My I, favorite, lemon pepper. And, and I mm-hmm. want to take him on, but then what did you say the, the – Color and flavor? Well, I, I was thinking about doing the Asian glazed wings. Oh, wow. Mm. See, that's yeah, – uh, I, I could taste them right now. <laughs> and so I may have to do my pork We're going to have to do handheld. So let's, yeah. like, get some, some ideas from the text line about some good handhelds. Yeah, and mine's not – like, if I do the pork candy, it's not handhelds. It's just reaching – and it's just like – it's – it's meat. It's meat candy is right. what it is. Uh, hey, no, I'm scrolling no, through. No problem with that at all. Yeah, what are you guys that? actually doing for the Super Bowl? I know it's very far away. Well, mm. these are kind of like the ones that I'll do. Like, I'll either, like, TLD will either oven roast the wings or I'll mm. put them on the grill. So those are, like, back and forth there. Bro, air then, fryer. Bro. Air fryer. Air fryer. Yeah, I know. I know. Believe me. I've got to cover the 20 Air fryer changes everything. You've got to get Just in the saying, I need to reiterate one more time. I, I hey, have Joe, no interest. Because Joe, stay in your area. Here's, here's, here's what you got to know. What I cook, I love. And, and they're, I mean, they're outstanding. I'm not saying they're oh, not. Yeah. I'm just saying they could be better. Because yeah, you know, you everybody just... that tells me the story about the air fryer <laughs> talks about warming up stuff, and that's all I ever hear is, is how they. No, oh my God, dude. the pizza when you warm it up, it's incredible. Oh well, yeah, yeah, it's like a microwave. Yeah, exactly. It's become it's a, a microwave, oven. but it's for like wings toaster, specifically, yeah. whoa. Yeah, it's toast. Next oven. level. Yeah. Um, it's examples amazing. of the handhelds it. that Josie is alluding to: yeah. egg rolls, French dip sliders, mm. sandwiches, chicken fingers. See, I've got like eggs in a blanket. Yeah, I've got a pulled pork slider that with slaw on top that I think is way up there, mm. way up there. All right. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, wings, and then you've you've got all, all the normal dips. Bro, if it tastes anything like your turkey, yeah. You had for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Your turkey was butter. I did. I did love my turkey. Yes, it, it was. was. Yeah. It was butter. I remember I when I, he didn't? He forgot that he had to do it oh until like eighteen <laughs> hours before. But the, the great age. That's what makes through. it even more impressive. Yeah. By yeah. the way, the guy I heard that's judging the chili contest doesn't eat beans. So that's probably not good for mine. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> Good luck with that, man. The good news is we are it's going- like I'm judging a pizza contest, but I hate cheese. We are, uh, per the queen of the building, going to have a popular vote as well, JJ. So everybody- Oh, just in general for all of them. Everybody at 1010 will be given a ticket, and they will have to put their oh. ticket in for what their favorite is Democracy. overall. Yes. So maybe you, you know, maybe that judge won't eat your chili, but you could be- Awarded the chili people's champion. People's choice. People's exactly. choice. I'm not going to be like Nikki Haley where I finished third, but I claim I won. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be well, finishing first, and I will be a winner. What was that? If what, you what, don't what? count him, <laughs> I won. Him. 
<laughs> what was that dessert you did, Matt Hayes? That just had oh my me. gosh, that was so. Oh, good. what yeah, was it? It was, it was the pumpkin. The, it was a pumpkin. Uh, it was. I can't even remember because he bought cake. it, but it was still. On <laughs> yeah, he right. didn't keep the receipt. It was a pumpkin cake with. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of like a cream cheese slash. It was. It was it you was could sign up for dessert again too if you want. Yeah, I could do that. That'd yeah. probably be a little easier, right? It was strong. You could do both. Why not both? Although I was thinking like some kind of a, uh, like like a. A egg roll with brisket in it, but then yes. I'm worried it's not gonna. But it's not gonna travel. It's not yeah. gonna travel, man. It'll yeah. be like soft and mushy by the time it gets here. How long mm. is your drive? But you can make them. You know what I mean. You're gonna have in to the get up early, make them in the morning. You stick them, but you stick them. Tell you something. When I go to take whatever, outie, by the time you get here, it will be soft. I'm telling you. It will. When I go to take outie and I bring them home, they're always good. Are they? <laughs> they're always good. It's true. Yeah. Joe brings up a very good point. Yeah. It's true. I've never. Have you ever taken? Like, have you ever picked up a to go from a different type of restaurant? And, and like realize the poundage of takey outy. Okay. Oh, yeah. The poundage of takey outy yeah. is the heaviest to go out it is. there. It is. It is. Best bang for your buck. Though. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. All right. Now, speaking of bang for your buck, I need to bring this up and we'll bring it up a little bit later on. Um, but I just started taking a look at the transfer portal. And like we said, it's been closed since January 2nd. Does that sound right, Matt? Yeah. Anyway, it's been closed since the beginning of the month. January 6th. And then it opened again because of the coaching departures. And it seems like so much has happened since. Just for those schools. Yeah, just, yeah. Just because, in other schools. words, the player movement is the top players on the top teams when you have Nick step away, Kalen DeVore change jobs, Jed Fish go to Washington. Anyway, yeah. on and on and on. And Brandon with, from with, San Jose yeah. State. Yeah, but the, here's the thing, real quick, let me interrupt. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was get in the portal in those first 30 days. Yeah. Once you're in the portal, you don't have to make a decision within those 30 days. Yeah. You can make a decision all the way up till August. Right. The classes start. And, and so I'm, I'm looking at some of the things that, that is out there, and this is – I will always believe until it's no longer true mm. that the NIL and the transfer portal are directly tied together. I think you have to get an NIL tattoo to go into the transfer portal mm. because I just think that's – that's, that's part of it right now. They are going in because they either didn't get their deal or they didn't get the playing time. How about this one? A few guys like that. Yeah. I, I, Judkins Al- at the top of the list. Yeah. Judkins at the top of the list. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Ohio State, just on that subject right there, OutKick tweeted this out. Ohio State reportedly spent $10 million in NIL money to assemble its new pressure. Staggering amount of cash. And the pressure is now on Ryan Day. And when you talk about the money that they put together and what they were able to get in a short amount of time, they went out there and obviously they took advantage of what happened with the Saban exit and the players that entered the transfer portal from Alabama. They also saw their arch rival win a natty for the first time in 25 yes. years. That's, that's another that's whole this point. Is that's it. A, that's we can't point. let this happen. Well, they haven't beat so, Michigan in three years now. That's yeah, a, but listen to this. And, and it's, it's – it's 100% the, you know, the, the rival to the north uh, that won the natty and then basically not being in the college football playoff. Ohio State added seven five stars in the recruiting portal cycle. That is more than all of the Big Ten schools combined, including Oregon, who's coming in to the Big Ten. Now think about that. Um, that is a lot of uh, They got quality. Will Howard, the quarterback from K-State. Yeah. They got Julian Sane, the five-star quarterback from Alabama, yeah. who had Yeah, that's signed. the big one, and then He's Downs. A freshman, okay. They got Caleb Downs, who might be the best defensive player in the country next year. They got Quinshawn Junkins, who is arguably the best running back in the nation. Mm-hmm. 
They got Seth McLaughlin, the kid from Alabama, the center who can't snap shotgun snaps, apparently. Mm-hmm. And, Not uh, all transfer portal acquisitions are made right, equal. And then, yeah. and then Will Kamara, who's a very underrated tight end from Ohio yeah. that everybody wanted. Yeah. And so, look, uh, they are definitely uh, getting them, taking advantage of it. It's a good place to go. They know that they can win uh, and compete and play at a high level and all that kind of stuff. They also lost 19. Mm-hmm. And that's no. Oh, yeah, thing. you start adding. Thing. Yeah. Uh, but you have to start looking at with all these teams. Remember I was telling you earlier that it used to be where Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, you know, those three elites, they could just do it organically. You can't anymore because now you're losing players. But the, uh, Georgia the lost almost 20, I think. Mm, yeah. Alabama's lost 30. And it's only because of the Saban departure. Yeah, of course. Down. Uh, but, but they but, were losing it last year as well, though. Well, it's because those players weren't get playing, weren't getting enough <clears throat> playing time and someone else said, hey, come on over here. Sure. Well, if you, you you're a four- chatter. or five-star recruit yeah. and you're only getting so many plays at Georgia or Alabama and you want to go show, all right, I can go show out somewhere else. Yeah, why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. All right, so we need to get back into it. We mentioned FSU, Miami, and Florida, where at least what they were able to do and, and what type of grades you might give them. Uh, and then, again, the transfer portal back open in, in the spring, and we'll see what happens then. But we'll do that all coming up. It's the Golf Club of Southampton bringing you Wednesday's show right here on XL Primetime. I'm coming in. Gio always comes in with a little flair, ready to rock and roll. Dr. George Barry, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews, he of Bari Orthopedics. He can take care of you if you are in the city of Jacksonville. And this time we set aside for a little free medical advice. If you've got a sports injury, joint pain, whatever it might be, uh, you can hit the text line 641-1010. You can throw a question our way. We'll try and get it to Geo and see if he can help you. We did get a couple from last week that I want to throw at you. Uh, are you in a good mood? Are you, yeah. Are, are you charged up, ready to go? I'm ready. I'm in a great yeah. mood. Yeah. yeah. He's, look at him. He's Harry all fired styled. up. styled. He's in the scrubs. Ready yeah. to roll. Yeah. Ready to rock and roll. All right, now I want to ask you this one, which is the biggest one coming out of the weekend. It's whether or not Debo Samuel will be able to play. And he left the game pretty dang early uh, in the game against the Green Bay Packers. And then one piece of video, it shows where he takes a hard shot to the shoulder area. And basically what they're talking about is that if you go back to week six, he had a similar type of shot. There was at least a, a rumor. How many games did he miss, Mia? Did he miss three? Because uh, we were talking yes, about and, yeah. and they went 0-3. Yeah, they went 0-3 during the time. Anyway, they were talking about the possibility of a hairline fracture in the shoulder area back then, and then he was cleared to play, and he came back. I don't think he could have had a hairline fracture and come back in three weeks. Let's at least start there. Three weeks is – I mean, look, hairline fracture is very small, mm-hmm. right, and that's why they call it a hairline. Yeah. Uh, but I think three weeks is probably a little too soon to play for a shoulder when – that's, you know, in football, the shoulder, anytime you get hit or you hit somebody, you put that shoulder down to protect yourself or hit someone. So I think that might be a little too soon for it. Right. I'm sure they got extra imaging to, to take a peek at it. But um, I, I'm assuming their worry now is that he has the same injury. Yes. I mean, is it possible? I think the first one was week six you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that, you know, at this point, I would say that first injury has healed. Is there a chance it didn't heal and he's just been lingering with it? I mean, I, I guess you could – it's a possibility. And, and this one was – the second one, which took place this past weekend, basically it was almost helmet-to-helmet. It wasn't really helmet-to-helmet anyway. A glancing blow and then both shoulder pads. They took – you know, the, absorbing all that force yeah. as the tackler's coming in from the right side. So, basically, he's hitting him here at the top of the shoulder. Yeah. So, what could that – I mean, you could definitely have – I mean, you could definitely have a hairline fracture or any fracture getting just with a – blunt trauma like mm-hmm. these guys get all the time um, and then you always worry about AC joint that's usually when you fall on it and then you worry about your labrum because anytime someone knocks around your shoulder that shoulder 
moves the the humerus moves around in the glenoid, which is covered uh, on the outside outside ring with the labrum. Right. So that can jar the labrum loose. So really, one of those three things I'd worry about. And fracture is interesting because he had one, or maybe they think he had Potential. one before. Yeah. And you're not protecting that. There's no way to protect that. Right? I mean, if you're going mean, to get hit, yeah. Yeah. So like, he could get he could get a shot, but that's. But it doesn't fix the fact yeah, that it's it not right, right. That it's still broken. So that's, he could be he could be in some serious problem taking that shot and then getting more hits on it. Right. If something has a fracture, so hairline fracture. What the worry is, it looks great, but depending on what and I don't know what type of fracture or where it was or how it looked exactly, right. but there is depending on what type of fracture, worry that you can make it worse if something else happens. Right. You could propagate it and make it bigger, and that's always the fear of having a, a hairline fracture. That's why even though it's hairline. You kind of want to shut them down just for a little bit, just to make sure it kind of scars in and, and heals in, I should say, mm-hmm. before you go out and do what you want. I know Trevor Lawrence's was a sprain, yes, back in week whatever that was against the Bucks. Yeah, but, around week but obviously 15, yeah. he mm-hmm. found ways with the ankle, the knee. Once it comes to the shoulder, though, that's where things change. And speaking of that region of the body, the news this afternoon, Doc. That Chiefs Pro Bowl guard Joe Thune not practicing today. At least one source told Adam Schefter he doesn't think he'll be able to play uh, in Sunday's AFC Championship game due to a pec strain that he suffered in the victory over the Buffalo mm. Bills. What is a pec strain? Yeah, so your pectoralis muscle goes from your chest area to your humerus, right? And we all know those those uh, exercises in the gym where you bring your arms together. It's kind of the biggest motion of your pec. Um, you have pectoralis major and minor. But interesting that they already – Ruling him out. So one of two things makes me wonder. One, he's in a lot of pain, right? If you have a pec strain and it's not torn, you can play if, as long as it's not hurting. Mm-hmm. But if they're basically almost ruling him out from now, then he must be in severe pain. Or he has a small partial tear that they're not mentioning, and there's really no way he can and play. It, you know, like, we'll ask Big Surce when he jumps back in, but think of what that lineman's doing. He's trying to, boom, right. extend right. and get that punch yeah. in. And another source did tell Adam Schefter he's going going to work like crazy to try to play. But obviously, it sounds like that's a coin flip, just like Debo yeah. Samuel right now. So, so what does that mean when they say he's going to work like crazy to try and pro? I mean, that play? really just therapy. I mean, you're going to do therapy, just try to reduce that pain and just the pain. I mean, at this how point, much can it reduce at this point? I mean, you can do all you can, a bunch of anti-inflammatories, and, and do treatment on it to try to reduce that inflammation and get that pain to get better. Right. But you know, it's a, at some point, it is what it is, right? It's an injury. Right, it's an injury, and, yeah. and you can only do so much, mm-hmm. and then nature has to take its course and, and, right. and take its time. And we always ask, the needle, will it help in that situation? I mean, you know, it's not – I think he just reduced power. Yeah, he loses power. I don't think that's going to help that situation per se. All right, so here's a question off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, and it just so happens the exact same area, torn pec. Okay, so the question is, torn my pec during jujitsu. Had MRI done, slight tear, but nothing requiring surgery. My question is, what is the best way to rehab the injury, and will the tendon reattach itself? Um, so the tendon, so it depends. If it's slightly torn and that piece of torn is slightly like retracted, it probably will not um, heal itself. But you can have some scar tissue kind of build in, mm-hmm. and if you didn't tear a lot of it, you can be okay. You might have some reduced strength, but right. it's not a big of a deal. The best thing is, one, Take it easy at first because you don't want to propagate the tear and make it worse. And two, physical therapy to re-educate the muscle and get the inflammation down and get that muscle stronger so it can make up for the, the area that, that is torn. Mm-hmm. 
So that's where they're at. And, you know, you, you hate it whenever you hear, and, hey, jujitsu dude, uh, let us know. Uh, obviously, if, if there is anything that can be done to help you, we definitely want to know. Uh, I have been described as the Frank Ragnow of XL Primetime, just tough as nails, okay? With I would everything. say that. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, with everything that I've been going through, I'm the softest. Never takes a day off. <laughs> I'm the softest cat uh, walking Although through someone who used to be on this program would argue he is the toughest here at 1010XL. <laughs> so uh, Frank Ragnow just basically gets folded over, and then another big body lands on him. A Leon-sized teammate lands on him. And so hurt the left knee. This was a late second quarter and then basically comes back and was rolled up on the back of his left leg. He was able to come back and play. You could also see the ankle folded over too, Gio. So he was able to play, which means they didn't eliminate him from competition. But what happens after that? We're talking you, it could be yeah. pretty serious, You wake right? up the next day and you're sore and those joints are hurting you, especially the ones that got folded over. Yeah. Um, and usually a lot of times we've seen injuries where they get injured and then you have, especially if nothing's broken, the adrenaline kind of can finish you, finish the rest of the game. But then after that, right. when the adrenaline goes down, you start feeling it the next day. And that's going to be the question for him. How is he going to feel? How is his mobility in those two, the knee and the ankle, going to be? And I mean, it's, I don't think he tore anything because he was able to play and exactly. he wanted it. And he's still possibly going to play this week. So it's more a pain threshold thing and, and a mobility thing for those. Let's bring it home to Jacksonville. Um, and this is, again, just purely what we've seen on social media. It is the off season, so the team does not have to report, although maybe Trent Balky will give us some more insight tomorrow. We saw the photo, I believe it was last week, that surfaced mm -hmm. on social media when Anton Harrison bought a house. Um, the realtor posted the picture, had his shoulder in a sling. I was told that it was a labrum injury. He played through it. And so I'm curious, timetable for a torn labrum after surgery, if it is indeed a torn labrum, what exactly will that look like? To go play, I mean, you're looking at four to six months. Four to six right? months. And usually, usually you're around the five, six months mark on average. Uh, but that's usually what you're looking at to go back and play with no restrictions. Okay. So you would think if that indeed was the case, that it was a torn labrum, you won't, we won't see him in the spring. I mean, he might practice, right? Mm -hmm. I, I just can't imagine him going full speed without some worry – that you know he can have an injury because you're looking at eight to twelve weeks for it to heal. Your strength doesn't really come back to at least four or five months for most people, minimum, right? Now these guys are quicker than, than than you and I because they're getting daily treatment, but usually four to five months just to get your strength back. And you want to make sure you go back and play with your your side being as close to normal as possible because then you risk re-injuring it. Yeah, if you're say, if he's saying four, to, you're saying four to six months. Yeah, he's not going to legitimately be ready till June. I mean that's for a game. That's that's to play like in a game. Now he's probably going to practice and, and run through some and drills and do all that. He's not going to do fine. any kind of. I can't imagine him hitting full speed with no worry before any that. kind of thumping anything. Right. I mean you're six weeks in a sling. Right. That's a month and a yeah. half right there. Mm -hmm. All right. One more, and this came from uh, Breaking Bones Sunday morning, seven thirty. Uh, we'll have our show, so you can always hit us there. But this is from last week until we get to it. Good morning, guys. Uh, on my way to Sunshine Park for a calisthenics workout, have been fighting elbow pain doing chin-ups in my left arm. Only happens uh, on underhand grip in the left elbow. Any way to treat that? I don't know where um, mm -hmm. in the elbow he's talking about, but if I'm going to think that he's saying only underhand, so right. when you're doing that, your flexors are really activating, so it's probably medial epicondylitis, if I had to guess, uh -huh. which we call golfer's elbow because it's the inside, usually the inside of the elbow, and that's where your flexors attach. I'm assuming that's that's the part of the elbow, though I don't know. What you can do, anti-inflammatories help. 
we, I like using a wrist brace because that shuts down the muscles. But when you have a wrist brace, it's hard to do many things, right? Right. So wrist brace for one week, you can wear it nonstop. I mean, take it off just to move your elbow or your wrist a couple times. But if you wear a wrist brace, it shuts down the muscles that attach to that elbow portion. And see if shutting that down for a week can give it rest. Anti-inflammatories can work. You can do a cortisone shot. And, of course, some physical therapy, see if that helps. Yeah, PRP is an option as well. All right, good stuff, Gio. They can uh, find you at bariorthopedics.com if they want to catch our podcast. Google, Apple, and Spotify. All right, you the man, Dr. George Bari. All right, so as we get ready, Breaking Bones Sunday morning, 730, we'll have him back on the Superstation. Big Surge back in uh, before we wrap up the two or the one o'clock hour and head for the two o'clock hour. So you heard what we talked about. Yeah. With, you know, one big man rolling over the other guy. I mean, have you had that situation? Because he had – it basically came in on the side of his knee and then folded over his ankle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty bad. It's amazing that he finished the game the way when you saw it on TV. Yeah, you thought he was out, absolutely out. But I mean, he's tough and he's gritty, and most linemen are. And it was good to see him go back out there and finish. You yeah, know? That's <laughs> what's what, the worst shoulder injury you've had? The worst shoulder injury yeah. I've ever had. Uh, I never really had any, had any issues with my shoulder. I had issues with uh, my my triceps because. Right. I, I hit people. I'm always punching and stuff. They, right. And eventually they gave out on me. They said enough is enough. And that's why when I said about Joe Thune with that pec injury, mm-hmm. you made a face, Leon. You went, ooh. Yeah, because, I mean, if you have a pec injury, man, it, it's painful. I mean, I mean, you can't move. You can't do certain moves. And just imagine laying in the bed like that. Right. Man in the bed, you know, because a big man, you know, we like grizzlies. We we roll around and everything like that, trying to hibernate. We're moving everywhere, and you and you roll on your shoulder and all yeah. that, and it's hurting, man. I mean, it is painful. And so and when you had a, either a tricep or a pec, mm-hmm. and it does that affects your yeah. ability to punch, right? Well, yeah, the, what that that's yeah, it does affect your ability to punch because everything that is offensive alignment you want to keep inside. That's the reason why when I when I bench pressed, everything mm-hmm. that I did was I, I close gripped. Everything that I did was inside here. I mean, I don't understand the premise, but I know everybody wants to be big bench presses and throw up a bunch of weight. But when is the last time you block? You don't block like this. That's so good everything point. I did is I, everything that I did was inside. Everything, all the components that I strengthened was inside because that's that's when I'm going when I'm coming off the ball when I'm yeah. punching somebody. Yeah, and I try to tell I try to tell tell young athletes that you know concentrate more on the, the constraints of working inside with your lifting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you know, when you're, you're young, you got the ego. You want to See how much weight you want to throw up, but uh, they don't weight, weights, weights don't hit back. They don't listen know. as much as they should. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right, bro. Big Sir's heads out. Uh, we enjoyed uh, having him, Dr. George Barry, as well. We head into the 2 o'clock hour, the quarterback whisperer. We missed him on, when, on Monday, so we're going to have him today talk a little bit about the quarterbacks that are still remaining. I don't think we have ever had this, a number one overall pick versus the last pick in the draft, and we will have that in San Francisco uh, versus Detroit coming up. It's XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. I'll just describe it as this. The combo in the halls is always a treat. It's always a treat. <laughs> Uh, on 1010XL. What is said? Well, you uh, know I love you. That's the only reason. That's yeah. all. Just just listen, there's, That's there's all. a lot going on here. We're talking about food. We're talking about this bad wheel that I've got. I am the Frank Rag now of XL Prime Time. And I don't mind saying it, okay? Because I, I, I feel like I'm a tough guy. But in this uh, little, uh, whatever, month-long injury that I've had, I feel like the weakest, softest cat ever. Honestly, I do. And I'm just so... 
ticked off that I can't enjoy myself the way I used to enjoy myself by actually working out. I can't do it right now. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, speaking of the toughest guys at the station, I have bad news. Uh-oh. Hacker is too sick to do his show tonight. What? And will not, after all up, that hack. talk, oh, all that no. crap he was talking to Matt. Hack, and, and, and not you know doing what? His show. He's probably beside himself right now, agonizing <laughs> over the fact that, that he has, as he described to Leon earlier, the runs and everything else that's going on. Well, at least he has that today, so yeah, he's got that yeah. going. Listen, so I, we're rooting for you, Hack. We are rooting for you. On that note, as this guy smiles at this, we're not smiling at the news. We're, we're reacting to the news. Let's do it right now. Now, the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson. Okay, bring it in. Brought to you by Tyson Sound and Security. Register Sausage. And George Moore Chevrolet. One, two, three. Hey! So we say hello to our dude, Denny Thompson, but you can't help but laugh when you're hearing this, right? I'll give Hack credit. Like We've all known Hack a long time. This man has lived his whole life on this radio station. Oh, yes, There's yeah. nothing we don't know about Hack <laughs> right now. It's the truth. Way uncomfortable now. He's, he's at the age now where we shouldn't know this exactly. much. Exactly. I don't want to know. But he no. loves that we know all of it. That's the best yeah. part about yeah. it. Yeah. I don't want to know. It's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. All right. Uh, Denny is our quarterback whisperer. We want to be in the know with him. And and let's at least start off our conversation as we have you for a couple of seconds. You guys can get the text line. If you got quarterback questions, 641-1010, the four quarterbacks remaining. I set it up coming into this segment, Denny, that never has number one in a draft played the last player picked in a draft. That's how rare really? Brock Purdy is. That's how rare he is against Jared Goff, who was the number one overall pick. And he may be, in a lot of ways, if he is to survive all this, the new Tom Brady. Because everyone says, how do you find that guy in the sixth round? This guy was the last player selected. The new Tom Brady. Wow. Yeah. If, 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 if. That's strong. Well, I know. Because he was the I last I get what you're saying. Pick. You know yeah. what I think, though, is uh, when I hear that, first pick, last pick, mm-hmm. but the first pick was with a different team. And how long ago was that now? How long was golf 2016, I believe. So seven, this eight, yeah. year eight? Yeah. Okay. He, he was at least four years with them, making it to the Super Bowl, right. and then was traded away. What a year a, or two off seasons after that. Well, here, I mean, here's what that should teach us: is like kind of pump your brakes on all these first straight, first round quarterbacks. It really doesn't matter. You don't get including here, right? You you don't get extra points if you drafted somebody in the first round. They're going to play this game on on Sunday, and the touchdowns are going to be equal, right? And one guy was thrown to the wolves in LA and and now is revived in Detroit to the point where even I like I'm walking and I, or I'm watching and I have to ask myself, wow, is is Jared Goff actually good? I'm right. very mm-hmm. impressed with him. So I, I think it's a great story, right? It's 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 a great story and I think probably one that everybody should take a hard look at and go, okay, <laughs> I I know we all want to win right away, um, but man, the reality and we're guilty of it too because the higher our guys get drafted, you know what? We all make more money. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, once that draft is over, it doesn't matter at all, like in any way, shape, or form. So I, I, I love that these are two guys that have kind of defied the odds and and in one case just kind of stuck through all the criticism, and, and here they are. Working with Brock, you may be a little bit in tune to this, maybe not. Why does it feel like when Debo Samuel leaves a ball game that their offense kind of sputters a little bit or at least isn't operating at peak efficiency? Well, because I think Debo's really good. 
I, I mean, I think that's the easy answer, but right? Like, it's interesting. Do, like, it's not like like of all the of all the all stars on that team, he's the one that when he's out. I mean, they went zero and three in the regular season when he wasn't playing, and then we saw some issues on offense on Saturday. Well, from a matchup perspective, when you have Christian McCaffrey, Caffrey, you have Kittle, and you have Debo. I'm not real sure what kind of personnel you play defensively with those three guys. Oh, Brandon Ayuk right. in there too. Yeah, but I'm, but I mean, you're talking about really two running backs, mm-hmm. three guys that that can get in there and block even. I that are super okay. aggressive. Yeah. I mean, you could almost treat it like it's twenty-one personnel or twelve personnel defensively. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is you can't play it that way because you don't have a linebacker that can run with any of them, mm-hmm. right? And so I think when you take any of those pieces out of any offense. Um, it, it probably goes away from the way that that game plan was built, if that makes sense. And then you kind of have to find it on the fly. All right, so we saw what Lamar's done this year. MVP-type season. Mm-hmm. They go into San Francisco. They beat the hell out of the 49ers. Why now am I staring at this game thinking, there's no way the Chiefs are losing this game? Because of 15. <laughs> right. So it's just he's just that good. Right? He is that good. He is, he is that good. He is uh, – he, he should be mentioned with the best to ever play be, because of what you just said, because every single game that 15 plays in, you believe he's going to win. Right. Doesn't matter what's happening around him. Doesn't matter if left tackle's hurt or if they're missing every receiver or if Kelsey's hurt or if if Taylor Swift's not there. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. 15, does 15 matter. is an absolute animal, and I, and I just don't think that we've seen anything like Mahomes, and I love it because he has given – every young quarterback permission to try things, right? Like, hey, yeah. man, just – you know what? This may just work. Yeah. I know your uncle's telling you that your arm has to be up and hold it by your ear, but he's wrong. Like, he's just wrong and watch this. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing this whole transformation of the quarterback position, and, y'all, it's it's so much fun to watch. And, and, by the and, way, if your uncle's telling you to put your hand up high, he is wrong, by the way. He is wrong. By the way, this yes. franchise could have had him, yeah. too, but that's another story for that time. <laughs> but you're basically saying he's the first guy since the last guy that you would say that about. In other words, he's never out of a game, and that was Tom Brady, right? That's, yeah. He's yeah. the first guy since the last guy. He's like Tom Brady's um, – will to win or ability to win football games with mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers' creativity. Mm-hmm. It's like the two of them just had a baby, and it was Pat Mahomes. And it's it's so much fun to watch. It's I, unreal. I, it's like – it's like sorry, Joe. It's like, yeah. you know, they missed the field goal, the Bills, but it's almost like, well, when do you want to die? Do you want to die yeah. after you make the field goal or yep. by missing the field goal? Exactly. No, no, it's exactly right. It's so much fun to watch. I, I was the only person – I was at my sister's house. I was the only person pulling for, for Kansas City because everybody's tired of seeing them. But I'm like, man, That's I awful. want to watch every single game of Mahomes that I possibly They're can. They're so much yeah, fun. Yeah. They Dude, are. I, and I, I admit it, I fall in that category because I just I want to extinguish him. But he is so fun to watch. And we were talking about this uh, earlier in the week, and we were getting you on a Wednesday instead of a Monday. But he came out of the locker room and said, hey, Josh Allen, that thing you've been doing, that running thing, I'm going to do a little more of it. Mm-hmm. And he did it instantly. Well, these, these guys are so good because they know the adjustment that you make on the fly. And if all of a sudden you think, you know what, we're just going to play man and we're going to have some deep help. Okay, that's cool. But then when we see your back, we're taking off. And those are two guys who can go get you 20 yards. And that just breaks you as a defense. And then, and then as a defense coordinator, you're sitting around going, I don't really know what to do with this quarterback. It, it feels like it's the first time I've seen Mahomes do that, honestly. And I've watched a lot as much. Like in, that, in, in other words, in that game, what you just said is really interesting. 
because he basically knew what they were going to do yep. to adjust. Yeah, no, I, I was at the Super Bowl last year, and um, seeing it in person, watching him just break the will of the other team with his legs. And even back then, he could barely walk. He had the ankle, right? right? Was yeah. it the ankle? And just the way that he's able to fill the game and see those linebackers just kind of expand. And then if you show in the back of your numbers, like, he's gone. There's there's nothing you can do about it. He's gone. He's going to get 20, 25, and then you're not going to get a hit on him. He's going to find a way to get down or get out of bounds. Um, just an elite guy, man. Just an elite talent. Off the text line, is Mahomes what he is with or without Andy Reid? Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't think no. I, I don't think he's – obviously, it's all better together, and I hate those kind of questions because we don't need to know that. But, yeah, he, he is – Mahomes is the guy that you can put on any single team in the NFL, and they're going to go to the playoffs next year. Yeah, it's funny because I, I, I can think of guys that have landed in, in football hell, mm-hmm. and they were good enough to be better than, they, than what we saw of them. But you may be right. He may be the exception to the rule. Uh, the other one that was on the text line, yeah, Denny, Goff is good because of Mark Brunell. And so he's given Brunell some credit. And Brew has been a very, I think, a very good addition to Goff. No, no doubt. Uh, Mark is a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, when he first got to Detroit and maybe a, you know, a year or so after, and then even last year when we, we had Anthony and I actually saw him at, at church and was talking to him about Anthony, mm-hmm. just the draft coming up, he always takes it back to, man, like, I really love Jared. Like, he, this kid's got something, he's got something, and, for those people that know Mark, that you know he's a super patient guy, mm-hmm. and he's got no ego at all about him, and so he just pours into these guys, and that's why Mark's going to coach as long as he wants to coach. Well, is it is, is it also a testament to software? I think golf specifically. I've been consistent with this. I've been saying this for about five years. I don't think a quarterback peaks until year six or seven in the NFL. I think they reach mm-hmm. a point in year six or seven where they're about to go through a really solid five to seven year run because they understand the game. It's kind of like a maturation as an adult. Like, mm-hmm. I understand what's important, what's not right. important. I understand this play is not going to kill the whole game. And I just get a good feel for what you're trying to do. And I think we're seeing that with golf. Now, there's the exception to those, right? There's the guys like CJ who just get it right away. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think if you look at the average quarterback, even the great ones, when they hit that year five, six, seven, they just take it to a whole nother level. And the, the sad thing, though, is most of these guys, it takes a change of scenery because the first place isn't willing to wait that long. Yes. All right, so – Purdy, has he been exposed a little bit? Or do you think it's just, you know, teams are getting better, games are getting harder? Small hands is the question. I, I don't understand. At, exposed how? He's a guy that's not going to be a championship-level tier quarterback. As a guy that knocked that, that, that – Did I miss Are they not playing games. the NFC Championship? They are. They are. <laughs> As a guy who struggles in big games. Matt, I love you to death. How can you tell me he's not a championship-level quarterback when he's playing in a championship game? I understand. What I don't you're understand. Saying. I understand what you're saying. My point is, how many other guys can be in that offense and be exactly where they are? I don't know. We don't know the answer to the question. We know one that is. We know one guy that's doing it over and over and over and over again. And I, I don't understand. I asked you this because he's your I, guy. I, I, I I, yeah. You. Okay. Then I'm, I will take it out on you because you can handle. I don't. Under, I don't even understand the question. Like this guy is going to back to back. <laughs> NFC Championship games, am I missing the point on what we're looking for in a quarterback? Yeah. Am I missing – like, don't we want to win? Like, right now, the only knock I have on him is in wet weather. That's it. That's the only thing I've got right now. No, he just won the game in wet weather. And then remember remember us talking about this, Denny? When that UCL, it started – I don't remember what game. We're going – before before the injury where he sat down. Anyway, I remember asking you, is he losing velocity? And then I had to apologize because he comes out in the next half 
And he ain't losing to velocity. Man, I, I, he made not, a mistake I, I promise you, this is throws. not a personal thing for me. I do. I know Brock. I love Brock. I think Brock is one of the best human That's beings. That's why I, asked I just you. don't understand this. I don't understand how these questions are still coming up. This guy has answered every freaking question. And people keep pulling stuff. Well, if it's raining and the wind is blowing more than 30 miles per hour in San Francisco on a Sunday in January, his hands are too small. Danny's got some Man, pain. dang, it's hard to throw a football in when it's 45 and raining sideways for anybody. His yeah. hands are the same size as every other NFL quarterback. Yeah. Same like, guy. It's an experienced thing. Same guy who says wins are a quarterback stat. Yeah, Matt. I mean, he's just winning. <laughs> I, I get it. All I'm telling you is you hear you hearing guys on ESPN, guys, national guys are talking about not only that game, but the Ravens game. They're, they're, they can – you know, I've tried this. I'm trying to be a nice person. They, they can, they can shut up. They don't know what they're talking about. I don't care what they're looking for. Something to talk about is what I should say. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to talk about. The guy's about maybe about to play in a Super Bowl. Yeah, in year two. In yeah. year two. And and, th- and and I always get okay. So how much better would San Francisco be if name your quarterback was on him? Just mm-hmm. name him. Who who? I'm not right. saying that. Who? My 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 question is this. How many other guys could do that? In, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a, there's 31 other guys that have a roster full of NFL players. Right. That's a fact. What right. if Trevor played for the Niners? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I have no – what if Brock played for the Jags? What, right. I mean, I, I don't – you could do that all day long. All I know is this guy was given the keys well, to Well, have a lot of problems because he people. wouldn't be protected as well as he isn't. 49ers if he played for the Jags. Probably, but I, my, my bigger point yeah. is, like, if we're making He'd this have guys a, that were dropping passes. This is the last pick the in the draft, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Matt, here you go. Yeah. When you're talking about this, I want you to remember this. Mm-hmm. We talk about how we overanalyze first-round quarterbacks. No, we just overanalyze quarterbacks. Yeah. Because this guy's the last pick in the draft, and we're finding still finding things right. to criticize, it, it, and he wasn't a top five. A very player. productive college player, too, by the way. Very productive. And yeah. the other thing that, you know, I, I, and I will never, ever think this is a dumb idea in the draft, no matter what round it is, is taking a quarterback, taking a flyer. And, and John Lynch needs to be given credit for that. Now, it's not like it, – remember the joke? Even in the sixth round, the New England Patriots passed on Tom Brady once because mm-hmm. they didn't pick him until the second selection they had in the sixth round. But you can never go wrong with saying, hey, I like what I see from him. Last pick of the draft? Yeah, let's go ahead and get him. Yeah, Brock, Brock is such an interesting thing, man. Just I, I don't under, I, I really can't understand this because he was a last pick, so nobody inv- – the, the kid's barely making money in San Francisco. I mean, have y'all lived in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Have you been to San Francisco? He's got a roommate. Right. Like, His I, roommate actually played I, with uh, my sister's fiancé at Fordham. Like, he is overachieved by everybody's expectations – and then we're still spending a 10 minutes talk, talking about his uh, hand too small. And let's not forget the number three pick overall that they selected is gone. Yeah. And has been gone. Yeah. And Trey Lance. Yeah. And they had, they spent money on other quarterbacks before Brock. They selected other quarterbacks before Brock. And this offense did not look the same mm-hmm. as it does with Brock. All right. So let, let's spend the second seg just a little bit on some of the quarterbacks that are getting ready for the draft, all that kind of stuff. Guys that are staying because we've had a little more player movement as we were just talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, including the uh, quarterback commit from Alabama, now going to Ohio State. Uh, it's XL Primetime Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday with our quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson, hanging out for another seg. This is XL Primetime, protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL. I'd say it was about 50-50 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Those screaming, Matt, go get him, kick his butt. And those saying, 
What an awful question, Matt Hayes. We love Denny. Wait, why? I brought why the question up specifically up for Denny. It wasn't mm-hmm. not not fighting. I did it so he could respond to it. Wow, I didn't know whatever. we were fighting either. I didn't, yeah, I didn't either. I thought it was good radio. Yeah, okay. This is XL Primetime. Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday. The quarterback Well, during whisperer. the break, Denny, you told Matt to never talk to you again. You did say that. Yeah, so. I did. I did. I blocked him on all the socials. Immediately. Yeah. Phone number two. You can do that on yeah. the iPhone. Uh, Denny Thompson hanging with us for one more segment as we shift now to the NFL draft, the college game. Denny, obviously, we're about to be in the weeds of draft talk, draft season. I said this on the handoff, and of course Mike Dempsey reminded me that there's more than one listener driving around Duval right now who would say the Jags should be in the quarterback market. However, at this juncture, I would think they are not. In terms Is there? Of, there's know. more than one person that thinks that they should draft a quarterback? Apparently Dempsey said they've had multiple people call in saying they should uh. trade Trevor and draft a quarterback. Mm. So uh, we could certainly touch on that as well. Don't ever underestimate Dom, Denny. Ever. <laughs> okay. But for you, Denny, uh, as as we get set, you know, we, we know the top three. But as you observe more, look at more, who are some other guys who you see getting drafted? So we've – okay, so, I, again, this year I am completely unplugged. So when you say we know the top three, you're including – who's the third? Caleb, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Okay, so Jaden is – Jaden Daniels is shot to two now, at least in the early – Yeah, we talked about mark. this last week, right, yeah. or the week before. I. Yeah, I think he's going to continue to 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 climb. I, I don't know what Penix is going to do. I have no idea. Um, I don't know how people are going to receive Penix, and I don't even know why I don't know. It's just I don't have a good feeling for it. I keep saying I think Bo Nix is going to be higher than people think. Uh, I just don't know. If you're, a, if you're a GM or you're a scout and you identify you need a quarterback and you're not in the top ten – Man, that guy checks every box that you would be looking for. To me, like, you know, it, it, he's gonna he's gonna run well. He's got a ton of film. He's been productive. He's gonna throw well. Um, he's a really smart guy. You just said it too about oftentimes it isn't until guys are in their late twenties yeah. or six seven yeah. that it really starts to click. He's going. He's gonna yeah. rise. He's older. I, than I think no so. Yeah, yeah, he may. I mean, he may go four or five at the combine. Uh, see, he's, here's another thing too. I was gonna. He's ask older you. than Trevor right now. So yeah, <laughs> I think he's one. I also think. Once Jaden Downs goes to the combine and throws, mm. once his pro day comes, once he goes on the grease board, I'm I think he might go way, 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 way. He's already up. two. You think he go to one? Yes. Oh, uh, I don't know. I yeah. think somebody might fall in love with the fact that the way he runs and the way he can throw the ball, and they'll they'll overlook that 190-pound body. Man, <sighs> Caleb, man, it just comes out different. I know it does. I agree. It I just, agree. It just, it, I, I know what you're saying, and I could see him passing Drake May. I think I think Caleb can be penciled in. I, I think it just looks different coming out of Caleb's hand. It feels different when you catch it. It's just a whole. But he's not Mahomes. Thing. To me, he's more of Russell Wilson. Who Caleb? Yeah. Uh, mechanically, I think he's very close to Mahomes. The way he draws power and where he gets power from is very Mahomesish. Now I don't know. It's like that torch, and he's right? a very fluid mover. Like a very fluid mover. But I I I don't have any idea like his overall athleticism and, or what he's going to look like. Size-wise, Caleb matches Mahomes more yeah. than he does Russell. The, the other thing with Jane Daniels, and I said this yesterday to Big Surce, is that Jane Daniels looks skinny, but go take a look at Jordan Love. They, To me, they're the same no, bro, body he's type. He's skinny. They are the same, he's, honestly. Yeah. Take a look at Jordan Love. You see him face-to-face, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah I, he's, his shoulders, Joe, are like – Oh, I know. That's what I, I'm saying. I had, a, uh, I had a coach tell me this one time that I thought, I thought it was really, really wise of him. We were talking about this was a high school kid who was – you know, I'll tell you who it was, Marcus Stokes. Okay. And it was with Penn State. 
and it was right before they offered him. And I was on the phone with Mike Yersich. And, uh, and I said, are you guys at all concerned about his weight? And he said, no. He goes, I'm going to assume that there was a time that Andrew Luck looked similar to Marcus Stokes, mm-hmm. like people just grow up. And it was this one of those things where it's like, man, that's super refreshing. Well, fast forward and start looking at your favorite NBA players because you can see them fill oh, out yeah. better. Yeah. Of course. Steph yeah. Curry looked like a twig. It looked he like did. he just could never put weight on. And then all of a sudden, he I don't know, J.J. Would probably know better, 27, 28. And he started to fill out. Thicker, I yeah. think some guys, it just takes a little bit longer. I, the metabolism I slows down well, a little bit. But way. then there, I don't, do you think he's slight like Bryce is? Like, I don't see the same body. Sh- I look at him and I, I see I his shoulders no. are very like, they're not wide. See, I, I, and then he's I, I don't like, know why I look at him differently waist. than I do Bryce. He's got a thin waist. Well, he's taller than Bryce. That's why you look at him yeah. differently. Yeah. It's just, oh. I just look at him and I think he he looks like a guy who, when he get could get really hurt. You know? Yeah, because, because. Yeah. I think Bryce lacks LBs and lacks height compared to other NFL Y'all, quarterbacks. Hey, to be fair, yesterday we're out we're out at the field and we've got Austin Reed, mm-hmm. right? We've got um, Davis Brin and we've got Emory Jones out there. Mm-hmm. Three pretty good sized guys. I mean, yeah, Austin's six two two twenty five. They're and, put together too. And Anthony yeah. Richardson comes walking out there. And it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> because when you see him every day, you don't you don't right, respect right. how big this guy. He comes walking out, and these guys look like kids. Mm-hmm. So to kind of y'all, Matt's point about this, like, they, I mean, and that guy got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's 250 with no body fat. All right, so going back to the essential, though, the essential for me, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's an exception to the rule. The essential yeah. to me is you have to have a good arm. You have to be accurate. You have to be, you know, the aptitude. I always call it triple A, arm talent, accuracy, and aptitude. And so – I believe that Caleb Williams will probably shine more than Jaden when it's all said and done because he makes all the throws. Doesn't mean Jaden can't. He just makes them more often, more accurately. And if they're the same guy, then one's a little bit bigger. So you would, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, the original question, I think there's a depth in this. I don't think that there's in this draft, I don't think that there's, um, I don't think there's a lot of like long term NFL starters, but I think this draft is one of those that, Seven, eight years from now, you'll look up and there'll still be six or seven guys. So you playing. don't think that Drake may people have been comparing him to Trevor Lawrence? You don't think he's that level? I don't. Okay. No, I don't. I, now I've had people tell me that he is. I had an NFL coach tell me that he graded him higher than anybody else he's ever graded in the history of his scouting. Wow. So I could be dead wrong on this. And this was last year. It was before right, all this takes last is one anyway. But I, I don't. If I were going to do it, like I, I think Caleb is is clearly up there, and then I and then I I think Jaden, and then I think Drake makes really good. I just don't think he's that. Um, and then I think Austin Reed, and it's not because he's here. It's not because he's my guy. He's productive. We Former just talked about it with Brock Purdy. Yeah. Like we just talked. I was telling Austin yesterday morning. I get people ask me who's the comp for Austin. It's like a combination of Brock and Gardner. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Austin, and that's a pretty good comp. That means you're going to play for a little while. He's and got a lot of that two, in him. The 6'2 size is good. Yeah, and he moves well. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, Jaden's comp is really Lamar Jackson. If you think about it, yeah. Lamar wasn't the biggest guy going in the NFL. Look at him now. He's a grown man now in the NFL. Boy, it's hard to comp people. I, I, I know how good Jaden is, but, man, watching Lamar in college oh run the ball. Oh, my gosh. He's unbelievable. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But, I agree but, it's hard but, to comp. But I think about Jaden this year. Think about Jaden this year. Yeah. 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 If they actually phenomenal. had one 
more games. No, if he didn't have the defense that he did, he we're probably had, having a different conversation. I, I'm in like comp season for me. Yeah. All I do is comp people. Right. Right. So I guess my brain's got like somebody gave me the Carson Beck comp the other day of Joe Burrow, and I was like, oh, you're like, like that's Wah. light bulb. Like, oh my gosh, you're so right. But so many times it's like I don't know why I was trying to think Georgia quarterback and a certain type of guy, but it's it's sometimes Jaden gonna... had like a, a three game comp of all purpose yards. It, it was like twelve hundred and so it was just crazy. No, he's I mean he's unbelievably good, and Brian Kelly deserves a ton of credit too oh my gosh, because yeah. it, I mean he became a much much better passer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've heard nothing but great things about the kid's he, character and and right. his, his and everything that he's got going on from a football perspective. So. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he went number two. Yeah, he did to Jalen what Lincoln did to Kyler and to, to Baker and, and those guys in a lot of ways, just in Jalen, as far as making Jalen a better thrower. Uh, real quick, just as we say goodbye to Denny, just to take you right back to Brock Purdy. <laughs> because they, they, meaning Kyle Shanahan and them, had the gall to suggest to Brock Purdy, the story came out finally this past week, that if it didn't work out this, this past year, that they were going to make a play for Tom Brady <laughs> to bring the goat in. And his quote was, dude, I just showed you that I can play well in this system, and we're one game away from the Super Bowl. More than anything, I was like, okay, now let's go. Yeah. And so he was being challenged by the possibility of bringing Brady back if, to the if, if you want what makes Brock great in my eyes, there's, there's, there's a couple things. One, his ability to take information and instantly use it. Like if you blitz him in, in the first quarter and you show it a certain type of way, he's going to remember that. And he's going to come back. He's going to burn you. The second is, he is. Uh, if you could give him a cue, if you give him a, cue, a coaching point, his body can instantly fix it, like right away. Hey, let's try this. He can mm-hmm. do it right that's, away. That's a gift. It's incredible. The third thing, zero fear. The, the dude has no fear of competition. He has no fear of 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 anything. He just wants to win, and it is. It shows in the way he trains. It shows in the way he lives his life. It shows on the football field. It's 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 awesome to watch. Real quick. Beautiful. One off the text line that I think is pretty apropos as we turn our mm-hmm. attention to the coaching carousel from 955. Should the Jags be nervous next season if Brian Johnson ends up with the Colts with AR and Shane? Man, I hadn't even thought about that, but that just brought a huge smile to my face. I was trying to get him back to Gainesville, actually. I don't I, – I mean, I – I don't think he goes back to college. I don't know. I haven't talked to Brian in, yeah. in, since the guys left Philly, but uh, Brian's good. Brian's really good. And they the Jags, yes. Yeah, to answer the question, they yes. They, they should be nervous. Um, if he joins Stike in, yeah. in, in Yeah, they definitely should. That would be – I didn't even think – I didn't even know he was like, go until Emory told me this morning. I had yeah. no idea. Uh, but that would be an amazing fit. Yeah. yeah. Two, co- two coordinators hired away, two coordinators later fired. Mm-hmm. So – Right. Crazy. All right, Denny, always good stuff. We appreciate it. Thank you. At Denny underscore Thompson. Check him out at Six Points. We usually have him on Monday. We got him on Wednesday. Happy to have him. And we'll keep it rolling right here on a Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool. On 1010XL. One more segment to go on a golf club of Southampton Wednesday right here on XL Primetime. Uh, Bo Valentine, by the way, got a little walk-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, his office is near Golf Club of Southampton. Looks absolutely beautiful per the Snapchats on the golf course right Love now. Love it. Well uh, done. And, and, you know, uh, Derek Stefano, that's all the vows except you. He's always making sure that when you turn the calendar to the next year that you look around, you know, and like we always talk about, 
coaches doing the self-eval. They do the self-eval at Southampton, and they keep upping the ante, which is great. So that's good to hear uh, for sure. We were just doing the self-eval on whether or not we can – like. I, I can't imagine what is harder. We were talking about the Ironman competition a second ago. I cannot imagine like the gut check that your body has to go through to answer the bell. Like one of those summer shows we'll do, you know, is it harder to last 12 rounds in a ring three minutes at a time or a UFC fight? Have or, you ever fought? Have you ever like fought like an actual? I did the three minute, like we did three, three minute rounds with uh, football helmets and punching bags and, I I won I won, but I wanted to wilt. No, I mean, have you ever fought somebody? Yeah, that's what we did. We did three three minute rounds. Yeah, I wasn't when I yeah. was nineteen. I fought my buddy who was a actually was a Golden but, Gloves guy. Yeah. Oh my god. But we wore helmets. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, we, we did. Were we dumb, uh, I, there's no way I I would have made it without a helmet. Just it's, walk around a ring oh for three yeah. minutes. JJ, you have it, no idea. It, it's actually like very tough. It's, to it's even not only do physically it. taxing, mentally. it's mentally taxing oh, too. Because oh yeah. Your your body is so tight, bracing for what's coming yes. at you, and you still have to deliver a blow. Yes. Uh, and no, I, I I can't imagine, but that that'll be a, a fun one because I are, got my ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it was again, bad. we had helmets, thankfully. Oh my god, it was. I, <laughs> and I, was, I can remember sitting there, and here's the best part: we did it like in his driveway. Yeah, but you got. Your I remember butt laying down on his grass, just saying, "I, I don't think I can get up." Seriously. Oh. But you got your butt kicked against an accomplished boxer, so at least you could say that. I know, but I'm the idiot that thought I could go around with him, you know? <laughs> I just beat up my buddy Birchfield, so I was happy about that. We got just... beat up by random guys at a bar. <laughs> no <laughs> That's no fighting good experience. Either. <laughs> All right, let's hit that real quick as we're cruising towards the 3 o'clock hour. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The plot continues to thicken in Atlanta. We told you earlier in the program, Jim Harbaugh supposed to interview there. Then he wasn't. Now we know, per Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network, Ijero Averro interviewed with the Falcons for their head coaching vacancy this morning. Mike Vrabel is at the Falcons facility this afternoon for a second-round interview as the head coach of the Falcons. Harbaugh still is tentatively set for a second meeting tomorrow, along with Texans offense coordinator Bobby Slowick. A lot of guys Why going are they through. interviewing everyone? We all know this is barreling towards a Belichick marriage. That's yeah. the part that I just can't get the, over. The only reason I can imagine that they're continuing to do this, and this is what happens when you know that the demands are high for the one guy that you want and you need to maybe show strength with possibilities that you keep interviewing the other guys, maybe weaken his position where he picks the, or his agent picks the phone back up and says, right. all right, look, 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 look. We're looking for control, but if you just give us – let's just get this thing done. Right. That could be a possibility. I don't know. Uh, I would think if Arthur Blank lands Bill Belichick, late, albeit late in his years, and maybe even right now question more than he, than he ever has been, How could including – including his time as the Cleveland Browns coach, uh, that if he can just wait it out and land him, will he get the right guy? I don't think we know if if the Belichick that is the GOAT will be the Belichick head coaching whatever new team. Exactly. He, he what if he to. wasn't impressed? Yeah, he might not have been. What if what if the if interview he didn't was like, seem motivated? If Belichick didn't seem motivated. Yeah, or like something. like the interview, like Arthur's like, uh, Bill, give me an idea 
of how you think you can build the Falcons the way you built the Patriots. I'm moving on well, to Cincinnati. I just, just kind of feel like this is what, what <laughs> well, I'd like to do. I'll tell you how. Why don't you look at my trophy yeah. case? Uh, okay, thank you, Bill. That's uh, what I'll say. That. Why don't you look at my trophy case? It'll be like Spurrier. <laughs> yeah, why, why, should we, why should we take you back and well, forth? Well, the, the one things. argument, which I, I really would have loved to have seen this happen, is the Dallas Cowboys seem to be a team with as much talent as anybody in the National Football League, right? You got Dak, you got CD, you got uh, Mike, Micah Parsons, you know, on and on and on. They got a lot of good players, but they seemingly lack whatever that was, organization, accountability, all the stuff that Bill heart. Belichick brings to the table. I would love to have seen what would have happened. They got no heart, man. Their heart pumps yeah. Kool-Aid. Yeah. Well, you do you understand what Bill Belichick does? No, in no, terms that's what of, I'm saying. Yeah, that's, yeah. What I'm, that's the Cowboys' yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the part – Really, wouldn't you call that the they missing ingredient? And everything. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. So I, w- I would have been fascinated by that if, if if he would have taken that, but that ship has sailed. Same thing with the other places. So it's down to who has Bill Belichick still as a. I just the Falcons. That's it, right? There's. It's just the Falcons right now. I don't believe there's anybody. Uh, I don't else. think there's anyone else. Yeah, and others have settled in. Antonio Pierce has been hired. You still have the Falcons, the Chargers, the two big plays with the big names. Uh, and then who else is going to be able to, to do it? Who else is going to make a decision, you know, before before that before they reach that point where someone's going to pull their name out of the hat? You know that? We are – I am no longer interested in this job comment right. is going to come out on right. X at some point because they're going to force their hand. All right, uh, our hand is forced. We are done. We are out of time. we got the French show coming up next. We'll say hello to them. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. The Embedded and Shredded joins us now, and we have booked the Embedded and Shredded uh, to lead us off tomorrow as we begin XL Primetime after Trent Baalke has one of the most revealing press conferences ever. Are you believing that? It's going to be interesting. I've got my – I've got my scouting report ready. Uh, oh. If you're interested in it, oh, I am. <laughs> All right, let's go. What if he announces his Josh his Allen retirement? earned an extension? Uh, what's the plan with Calvin Ridley? Uh, what's your evaluation of Press Taylor as coordinator? Were you involved in the Nielsen hire? What's the plan with Cam Robinson? Why did Trevor Lawrence regress? Do you feel like you've been passed by the Texans? Uh, what's <laughs> is is Luke Fortner capable of being your center next year? What's the plan on interior offensive line? What's the plan on interior defensive line? So you now have it. You've got <laughs> now, Matt, a healthy twenty hours to add, get him ready. Add the one that you had earlier, Matt. It was a good one. I just, I literally was just asking because you got to soften him up a little bit. You yeah. know this. You got to say, Trent, um, where do you feel you succeeded, and where did you fail? And then he'll just talk about succe- success, mm-hmm. and then ignore it. And then you go, no, right. no, no. Where did you fail now? Yeah. Well, just see what he says. Come man. on out. <laughs> <laughs> Hayes is like, I got my list, okay, the embedded and shredded. But anyway, I I don't know that we'll get a lot, but I do think the questions that will be asked will give us something of an idea, and I think we're all sitting here wondering, it's not the most important thing in the world, but is there a power struggle and who's in control? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I I think it's going to be fascinating just to see, you know, sometimes with Trent, it's it's not even what is necessarily said on a transcript. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, body language and the way it's said and – you know, if reading people. And I'll leave that to coach. Yeah, I, boy, yeah. that's. I almost felt like I was in the room with them right there. That was that was impressive. So yeah, I mean, it, look, it'll it'll certainly. Uh, we have no insight now, so it can't be worse. 
I mean, it'll either be we'll either be where we are right now, right. which exactly. is zero insight for the paying customers that mm-hmm. deserve answers, mm-hmm. or we'll have at least a feel of what the plan is to uh, turn around a, a team that regressed significantly. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know certainly still has a window. But what are you going to do? What are the bold moves you're going to take to catch Houston mm-hmm. and continue to stave off the Colts, who won nine games with a backup, yeah. and the Titans, who are you know probably not ready, but we didn't think Houston would be ready. Exactly. And so, that's, a, that's a question for the GM, for sure. Yeah. All right. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll yep. uh, talk about that coming up on the Frangie Show, get into some Gators and Knowles as well. So it should be a lot of fun. All right, brother man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hayes Carline got the French show coming up, and then we will have him effort to have him uh, tomorrow. Once, and we're going to carry the presser live. Correct? Yes, it will be carried yeah. live on Jaguars today. Yeah. So Jaguars- not on not on the app, not on streaming, but it will yeah. be on ten ten a.m. ninety two five FM. Yeah, and so Jaguars.com, Happy to uh, give us that uh, conduit. How about this one right now? Now today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy the vehicles for over 50 years whatever happens this championship weekend whoever wins stay away from the Brock Purdy discourse folks trust me it's not worth it (laughs) heaven forbid you know Denny and I actually have a conversation my takeaway is uh Jaden Daniels it's early Mm -hmm. but watch out watch out he's gonna rise up draft boards it's gonna be one team that falls in love with him my takeaway is if the SEC announced their schedule in football, we'd be talking about it today. The ACC announced their schedule in football, and we didn't talk about it, including Florida State heading over to Ireland, and maybe they'll try and start a conference over there. We'll find out. That <laughs> is the takeaway. We're done. We get ready to welcome in the Frangie Show. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton on a beautiful Wednesday, any day of the week. Just go on out, enjoy. Grab a bag of balls, your clubs, hit the practice area, see how good it is. Find out about the membership as well if you want, or just play a round of golf. 287 play for the Golf Club of Southampton. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Maddie Hayes, Big Sirs, and JJ.